from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! Listening to the Rob and Slim Show with Rob. It doesn't feel good on your asshole. Slim. I'm gonna rip your head off and fuck your neck hole. <laughs> and Slamborghini. It's hurting till it's squirting, baby. Yeah. Internet radio's finest. What is
My life's almost gone I never slept with women at all Women at all, women at all, no He's known as the Slamborghini. That's right. He breaks walls at 198 pounds. Give it up for our intern on the Robin Slim Show. This is Summer Smith, and you're listening to the Robin Slim Show. Booyah, boona. Hey, guys. This is RJ Mitty, and you're listening to the Robin Slim Show. The time that we will spend together, baby, will be fucking amazing. Showtime, a What have you been up to, Slim? Not much, man. Not much. I uh, I, I took a plane. I, I did. I, I got here. It looked like a squatter lived here. You had fucking five bags of garbage <laughs> in the corner of the living room. I threw up twice. I like dry heaved and was like threw up right at the front door. There was litter in the living room. No, there was like oh, five bags like of garbage. Garbage, yeah, just like all empty car. I don't even know what and was in there. And it smelled those. like mildew and musk. I couldn't even open the back window because there's like a spider fucking spinning webs and like eggs and shit. Right in the back window. Oh, really? So you can't you need, like, Lysol. There's still garbage. You see garbage right there? There's garbage everywhere. I, I went away for a week the and it came back to this. I walked uh, into my house because I, I had a new roommate moving in. So uh, uh, Sleepy, the Sleepy Lucas moved out, left everything in his bedroom. And then the new roommate, okay, well, new douche, when he moved in, took everything out of Sleepy Lucas's room and just dropped it in the living room. Does he have room. HIV? Is he too weak to bring it outside? It might be. <laughs> there was, it was even it was even worse when I first got back. There was like a desk, like Sleepy Lucas's old desk was in the living room. Um, Where's it now? I don't even know what he did with that. I don't even know how he got it out of the house by himself. Oh, but I didn't help it? him. No, so, no, uh, the the new guy oh. took it and threw it out. Ugh, this I, is I, like one week. I honestly, for the first time ever, feel like Slambo is too good to be in this house. <laughs> and I've seen him. <laughs> It's like almost bad. naked in a bathtub. Just, he's disgusting. He's not too good for anywhere, but I feel like he's a little too good for this fucking place. Why is there a fucking passmark bag sitting on the just ground? You should have had him sit in the bags of garbage. Know. I should. Have I still have it. I like just E.T. Took... in the fucking closet with like stuffed animals. Slambo could be like in a pile of garbage just peeking out. I got home and I said, Raw was sorry for the mess. And I just took all the garbage bags and threw them off to the side deeper into the house. <laughs> so would you go furry convention? I went to a furry convention. I, I flew out all the way uh, across the world to go see uh, the band One Republic. What was that picture you posted? <laughs> what, you which have one? I have a lot the of them. The old man rubbing your thigh. I want everyone Is to there see that. One of it, he was, oh, okay, was that with the polar bear? Yes! I feel like that was like... Not even like That's a real event. Like I feel like that was like the slim verse, <laughs> and like that old guy is like what you will become 
That's you in the future. And the polar bear is just like... <laughs> he is rubbing my leg. A furry... Look at his face. Look at it. Like, can everybody see Look at this? how dirty the polar bear is. Look at his face. Too. Look like, at that. Ooh, Hold on. Let me make guy, sure everyone... That guy. like, ooh. I'm <laughs> Blow that shit up. You can see where I work. See, like, I feel... I feel like if Hollywood Christian fights you and beats you, you, you don't... You become, like, the, the, the brownish... The browner, a little cooler slim on the left. Oh, all right, yeah. But if he he's doesn't cool. beat he's the Egyptian. fuck out of you, that guy's fucking awesome. You become that old guy, <laughs> right. squeezing like the other guy's thighs. <laughs> it looks like he's holding my hand or something. No, it looks like he's <laughs> ready to just pinch you. I love the fucking that's dirty. You. That's also you, the bear. It's Look like at the shit stain on the bear. <laughs> did, you, did you fly to another state to hang out in a parking garage? I did. With these I have guys, and and the Bam One Republic was in the parking garage oh, too. Fuck. You know, there they got those guys that did that did song. You get, is that you got HIV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Arkansas's. I, I like uh, Arkansas. The state is kind of cool. It's, it's a lot of hills. Nobody ever. There's a lot of hills. <laughs> There's a I, lot I've never of. Never heard anybody say you got to come to scenic Arkansas. <laughs> so, yeah. Isn't that where like everybody lives in like rusted out like fucking shacks and shit? Uh, I have tons oh, more pictures. No, but... <laughs> nobody wants to see that. Ugh, it's so fucking lame. I hope it was not worth it. I hope you regretted every moment of it. <laughs> hey, man, it was a paid work trip. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I got paid to... It doesn't matter how I felt about it. <laughs> fuck. I, I watched a lot of movies. I watched Kick-Ass 1 and 2, like, because I hadn't seen them in a while. They were fucking great. I never saw I 2. You're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, I read... The, well, because I read well, the graphic novel and did not like the graphic never, novel. Uh, Never read, watched the second one, but it was so much, like, I thought it was going to suck when it first came out. I didn't even see it in theaters, but, uh, uh, I think I got it on DVD and it was, it was amazing. I think it was cool. better than the first one. All I remember from that was Jim Carrey, like, right after that film, like, started talking about violence talking in movies. About like, what violence the fuck? in movies. There's a problem. <laughs> and he was, like, uh, killing people with a machete or some shit. <laughs> and his dog was, like, biting their dicks off. But, uh, it was great. Like, he was great in that because he wasn't Jim Carrey. Like, he was whatever character he was. He was not Jim Carrey at all. He didn't sound, like, douchey, like, let me show you something or whatever the fuck stupid shit Probably, he says. Probably, besides Spider-Verse, um, I actually liked Nicolas Cage in the first movie of that yeah, yeah, I did, that I did like him as uh, Big Daddy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she's, like, older in the second one. She's, like, trying to go to school and, like, fit in. There's, like, a slumber party scene. It's hilarious. Uh, hit girl. And then, uh... Who else? Oh, yeah, John Leguizamo was in that, too. And he wasn't, like, douchey like he sometimes is either. Like, he's all right. And then uh, Motherfucker. That was a piece of shit from the first one. Red Mist. Right. And he becomes he, a mother. Oh, like, that's okay, what right. He, that's why, like, I thought, I'm like, this is going to be stupid. But it wasn't. It was cool. He, like, finds, like, he kills his mother and then oh, finds, wow. like, her S&M gear and then wears it. It was either hers or her dad, his dad's. I forget whose S&M Kick gear it was. Kick-ass's mother or his own mother? No, his oh, own okay. mother. Kick-Ass's mother died in the first one. I oh, thought he watched right. the first it's, one. It's been a while. You're an asshole. I read the comics, but, uh, too. And then he, like, he gets, like, other people. Like, he gets, like, this fucking uh, Russian bitch. She's pretty badass. Uh, mother Russia. There's, like, one scene where, she, like, all these cops are pulling down the street to, like, uh, to, like, the call and all. And she's just killing one after another. It's really good. Really good. Yeah, I remember, like, I, I read both graphic novels, and I liked the first one. The second one, I didn't like. It was, like, too yeah. dark. It was too much. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Like, that was when he becomes a motherfucker, and he goes and goes after that chick that Kick-Ass was dating. But, like, in the yeah. comic, Kick-Ass never dated that girl. 
He was just and, fucking her. I, they weren't dating. He was just fucking her. Yeah, he didn't even get anything Night from her. And, like, fucking in the uh, second comic, like, Red Mist, like, find her. And he's like, I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to rape you because you're yeah. with Kick-Ass. He and goes she's like, to no, a movie, I never... but he can't get it up. So it's, oh, like, okay. funny. It turns it like it, it turns. Yeah, comical. no, it was just, like, he rapes her in the comic. And I was like, all right. Yeah, that's, that's fucking... That's too stupid. much. Yeah, that's even the movie. But then, like, like I said, it does get funny because he can't get it up. So... But, uh... Yeah, no, I started uh, Death Note with Ryder. We've been watching that. Cool. That's good. I, love I can't that. wait to like one of my favorites, and it's an early one. Is like where uh, I think the FBI's onto him, and he's got to like eliminate them, or the it's like an FBI agent. That like, Pendragon, really I one. think his name was that that FBI agent. It was something Pendragon, I if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I that was I remember that one where he, he does that uh, on the train and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that series was amazing. I that's one of the few animes that I'll go back and like watch every couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's fucking good. Uh, what else we got? Crazy Slammy. If he ever fucking shows up, he's like, yeah, I'm on the way. Where fuck is this piece of shit? I don't know. He's not here. Why not? Why not text him? Ask him. I'll just call him. And I watched and we got later. Uh, uh, Chasing Molly. That was fucking awesome. Oh yeah, that was that movie was so great with uh, Kurt Angle. Just hearing him say uh, twat holes. Yeah. Oh, twat holes. That's the best fucking thing ever. Foolish today was in that too. She was fucking great. She was the crazy, but, uh, uh, the crazy redhead. <clears throat> was um, Atticus's girlfriend. Yeah. Caitlin. Yeah, I know. Who the fuck the character was? I don't know who the fucking actress was. Felicia Day is known for doing like real nerdy stuff like she's done like and this is like the first so it was cool to kind of see her in that role like she's she's known for being very involved in like the nerd community so I thought that was fucking awesome to see her playing that role it was raining the other day some old lady walks out of the store and goes to her husband. It's, it's drizzling a little. And I just said, yeah. I just said, <laughs> and they just didn't even fucking acknowledge That's me amazing. at all. I just said, yeah. And they didn't even acknowledge me. <laughs> Dude, it, it, in Arkansas, it rained twice. The rain in Arkansas is the fucking worst. It's literally like somebody just turned on a shower and then like left it on. It's just straight down and just fucking pours for hours. It's terrible. It's well, well, fucking riveting <laughs> right. you need frankie mcdonald to explain that yes, why, why does why does arkansas get rain that goes straight down what, what, is, what does ours do it kind of like it, i don't yeah, know it's wind. it's like on an angle it's not like straight fucking it's down <laughs> like this was like literally somebody in a shower like just science. turned all the red oh my science. god I'm science corner what uh, uh watch uh where's that drug that might help you Fix your fucking full-blown AIDS. It's called a Noro. Uh, I was wait. in the group. Ugh. Oh, uh, because you wanted to show the picture. Yeah, so you don't have Out to, of the group. You could open another window. Here there it go. is, a Noro. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I guess, for breathing and shit. It's like a fucking uh, inhaler. Oh, okay. This is good. It's, you're going to breathe better. Yeah, I need to breathe better. My breathing is very bad. I think the side effects are uh, are worth it. COPD so makes it hard too. to breathe. Where'd so you to the breathe music? better, I go with a Noro. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, old man. Uh, COPD tries to say go this way. I say I'll I say, go my own way. I say fuck you, COPD. I got this fucking Noro shit right here. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm, Once daily, Anora contains two medicines called bronchodilators that work together best. to significantly improve lung function all day and all night. Every fucking Anora day and night. is not for asthma. It contains a type of medicine that increases risk of death in people with asthma. What? The risk is unknown in COPD. <laughs> so Anora you could die? Place rescue inhalers <laughs> for sudden symptoms and should not be used more than once a day. Tell your doctor okay. if you have a heart condition, high Causes blood pressure, unknown blood death, blood, prostate, bladder, and you can only use it once a day. So this is like pointless. <laughs> Worsened breathing, chest pain, making it worse problems urinating, vision changes, <laughs> or eye pain while taking a Nora. Eye pain, eye pain. How does your problem eye urinating? Hurt? Just <laughs> when does your eye ever just start hurting? <laughs> Unless you got a tumor pushing it out from the back, like a brain tumor. I think is the only time you get eye pain. Fuck. When do your yeah. eyeballs hurt? That thing is fucking terrible. I've had like eye twitching, but never fucking eye pain. Would you? Would you uh, take a Noro Slambo? <laughs> He's got a hammer. Just throw your shit on the floor. We know. Yeah. We know. You're here. Yeah. It's a mess anyway. Just yeah. add to the mountain of. We could also get trash. Free. Uh, uh, what's that shit that you like? Uh, what's that shit? Would you uh, inhale that Narcan? They have Narcan uh, nasal spray. And the cops are giving it out for free. I, I figured, like, we you just snort that, right? Isn't it just like it'll just make you like hyper and shit. Yeah, it probably meant it's like... It's like an adrenaline shot. Like. It's like an adrenaline shot right in your fucking nostril. <laughs> They're giving it away somewhere. I don't know. You, you got to sign up for your fucking Narcan. But go there. Oh, and it's... Yeah, in Jersey, so local. Yeah. Uh, with overdose deaths spiraling, New Jersey will give out free Narcan. Yeah. And there's where to get it. It's some fucking bullshit that's like eventually they're going to have a day. You go get your Narcan. <laughs> you should, yeah, you should go get. You should go get all the Narcan. You should be Narcan, man. Narcan, man. Giving people the life-saving antidote. Oof, that's it's pretty, an opportunity. Pretty bad to get where it has on gotten the path to recovery. It's pretty bad when it's gotten to that point that we're like, all right, too many people are overdosing. Can we, we gotta just let like, them die them and then something. we'll be done with them. Yeah, that's I it. agree. Exactly. With that. I mean, I'm not saying like we don't want to kill them or imprison them, but uh, they could just do it on their own. Like, isn't that? Yeah, nature? I've always felt like it's your own fucking fault if you're yeah, taking yeah, those really. drugs. Yeah, like, it's a problem. Like, it's a fucking whatever you should get help for. But if you don't want to get help, you're not gonna do it. Because I used to work with this one fucking crackhead that uh. Only cleaned up because it was like uh, this, it was like rehab, you know, like court mandated. And then as soon as like the re uh, the probation shit was over, she started fucking shooting up again and shit. And shit like this is basically saying like, nah, it's okay. Take all the drugs that you want. We'll yeah. give you some Narcan. Just <laughs> spray this up your nose. Get right back out there, champ. Walk yeah. it off, dick. Go get yourself another like, needle. It's all right. I could take all the heroin I want. They're giving out free fucking Narcan at the local pharmacist. At the straight pride parade. All of it. They all got it. Are you going to that, Slambo? Oh, the straight pride parade? Is that yeah, a thing? Yeah, the later. I think uh, if, oh, you, if you have time, there's gross. a story. Go. I figure it's just going to be like the million Slambo. March. They're all gonna like be wearing MAGA hats. Do they not realize parades are gay? There's like floats made of flowers and like parades like, are kind of gay. Dancing and cartwheeling through the street, like yeah, some like fucking homophobes are like, uh, yeah, we need a straight pride parade. It's like, fuck, that's awful. Like really, when have they ever been oppressed? When have straights ever been oppressed that they need a parade? Like gays have had to like fight for shit and stuff with their assholes and stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know how they fight with their assholes and dicks. But uh, yeah, no, no, no one's ever persecuted fucking straight people. Like I, you don't need a parade. It's gonna be just yeah, like a million of like toothless fucking jerk offs with like Confederate flags and Tucker in. You got a commercial night, Slambo, and I want you to not like the last time to get the script. 
So you're gonna have to like read it and and understand it. You're gonna have to read and it fucking and fucking get then... the points. It's points because you have like five convenient locations and you got a, you got other shit going on. So okay. you got a crazy slammy commercial coming up at like seven. Crazy slammies. Yes. Slammy time. Yes. Slam time. And then uh, what else? We got too many rapes. We got a really good one. We got a Slambo's parade. <laughs> but uh, did you watch that movie Slambo? I watched some of it. Uh, some of watched, it? What the I mean, fuck okay. is that, dude? I, 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 dude, I put it on and I couldn't turn it off. I was, no, I, no, I, I'm no. going to get through it, too. No, 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 no. It, it's he not, watched it on the drive here. It, it, <laughs> no, it, it's not that I couldn't get through it. It's my phone wouldn't, like, my phone wouldn't So you did watch it all the way here because no. you have a fucking computer. I was, I was just going to say, why didn't you watch it on computer? I was watching it in bed at home with my, on my on, phone. And your phone died, yeah. so you couldn't, like, get up <laughs> off your bed to go on your computer to finish. No, and you were just like, no. But, uh, uh, no, no, no! I, I did. I, I, I was liking what how, I saw. How far did you get? What's the last scene that <laughs> you saw? Minutes. I got, I got the part where the uh, crime boss shoots that motherfucker. That's in the, the face. fucking intro. <laughs> 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 Holy fuck! You got oh my a minute God. and fourteen seconds into the fucking movie. <laughs> Oh, my phone died. <laughs> it was like flashing red. I, 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 just, I, couldn't, I couldn't load it. I couldn't fucking load it. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is Hollywood actor Steve Coulter. Uh, uh, and I'm appearing with the delightful comebacks, uh, Robin Slim. Rob's the old one. Is Rob the old one? Yes. Yes. Rob's the old one. <laughs> it's like 75. How did you meet the boys? Did you just go by a school one day? I was, I was, at, the, I was at the bus stop. <laughs> we, we all met when me and Slambo were in seventh grade. I had a lot of candy, Steve. <laughs> he had Pokemon cards. Yeah. He, he learned us in. Did you have a puppy? Oh, I have a quick story. The box you. said three. Three puppies, but my dick was inside. Hey guys, it's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. Tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you who felt lonely or, you know, in need of something different to get them off. So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night, or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend. Check me out on RyderDoll.com. That's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. Click the tab for deals and promotions. And just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on RyderDoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> the childhood home. A stroll down memory lane for some. For others, a window into the darkness of the past. Lost Hollow Constable Graham Gordon just walked through the door of his abandoned childhood home for the first time in 20 years. Now, he may never escape. From the mind of horror author Isaac Thorne comes a brand new novel of dark terror. 
the Gordon Place. Family means never having to say you're sorry. Available from IsaacThorne.com and retailers everywhere. Just so you know, this show is about scary stuff. So don't say I didn't warn you guys. And remember, don't be scared. Murderous Miners brings true tales of children who have killed. Premeditated murders, accidental killings and deaths, from toddlers to 18-year-old killers, no one is too young to take a life. Join me, War Baby, as I try to tell these stories of the young who've killed, the lives they took, and even the ones who've been left behind. Why do children kill? What do we do with young killers? And do they kill again? And until next time, don't be scared. What is up? What are you doing, Slambo? Um, I'm getting up. Uh... You gonna watch that movie right now? Yeah. <laughs> so no, you're right bringing now. up? <laughs> I'm gonna finish it. Nice. Um, when? Tonight. After we talk. To <laughs> yeah, when it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> when it won't matter. I hope the uh, I hope the uh, uh, password doesn't work anymore later either. Like the password <laughs> to watch. With my luck, it. probably. Your luck. You had the weak ass. You unlucky bastard. <laughs> and even I waited till the last minute. I watched it like last night at eight o'clock at night. But I and left like, like five bags of garbage. And went up to like five bags of garbage in the living room. <laughs> it's not my fucking garbage. <laughs> Slambo's garbage. It is some of Slam. No, Where's, uh... I wouldn't be surprised if it's uh, only that thing right there. Uh, the bicycle. bicycle seat. <laughs> Fuck. Do you have a bicycle? Are you planning one day to? build one oh, no. that fucking thing has been here since you moved out like five years oh, ago no, i like, use it to uh <laughs> to use tighten it to your ass sodomize <laughs> sleepy lucas with but <laughs> uh, see ya yeah maybe uh-huh. <laughs> got the drizz yeah oh hold on i just got yeah i always got the drizz because i am the fucking drizz why don't you get us a yeah. fucking apple like iphone fucking sponsorship drizz you suck yeah fucking, i'm mocking on it it's regular yeah. android thing sucks it keeps rebooting. It's fucking shit. Get us a good sponsor. Yeah, I've been in talks with fu- fucking, what's that guy's name? William Gates. What did he say? Uh, Is he dead? Uh, nah, he's alive. He was like, I hear your drizz. Uh. And now it's time for Drizz Sings the Hits. Mother's daughter, Miley Cyrus. Hallelujah! I'm a freak. I'm a freak. Hallelujah! Every day of the week, I'ma do ya like I want ya. I'm an owl, crocodile, a piranha. Oh my God! She got the power. Oh, look at her. She got the power. South, south, south. Don't fuck with my freedom. I came up to get me some. 
I'm nasty. I'm evil. Must be something in the water. Or, that I'm my mother's daughter. Don't fuck with my freedom. I came up to get me some. I'm nasty. I'm evil. Must be something in the water. Or, that I'm my mother's daughter. So back up. Back up. Back up. Back up. Boy, oh. Back up. Back up. Back up. Back up, boy. Oh, hey. Hallelujah. I'm a witch. I'm a witch. Hallelujah, Swiss. Swiss. I'm a three-point shooter. I blow through ya. Like a hot wind out in the bull ya. Oh my god. She got the power. Wow. Look at her. She got the power. Don't fuck with my freedom. I came up to get me some. I'm nasty. I'm evil. Must be something in the water. Or that of my mother's daughter. Don't fuck with my freedom. I came up to get me some. I'm nasty. I'm evil. Must be something in the water. Or that I'm my mother's daughter. So back up. Back up. Back up. Back up, boy. Oh, back up. Back up. Back up. Back up. Boy. Oh, back up. Back up. Back up. Back up, boy. Oh, back up. Back up. Back up. Back up, boy. Oh. My mama always told me that I'd make it. That I'd make it. So I made it. I put my back into it. My heart in it all. So I did it. I did it. My mama always told me that I'd make it. That I'd make it. So I made it. I put my back into it. My heart in it. So I did it. I did it. Don't fuck with my freedom. I came up to get me some. I'm nasty. I'm evil. Must be something in the water. Or that I'm my mother's daughter. Don't fuck with my freedom. Oh my god. Oh my god. Don't fuck with my freedom. Oh my god. Oh my god. Don't fuck with my freedom. Oh my god. Oh my god. Don't fuck with my freedom. Oh my god. Oh my god. Swiss Swiss motherfucker. Guy. <laughs> Dude, every time he said hallelujah. <laughs> I can't say hallelujah. I don't know. I, I cannot pronounce that word along with many others. But that word's in particular. <laughs> oh, God, that was great. Just uh, too many, Slambo? I got it. Greaser's Heroes. You got it, Driz? Or uh, Phantom Boner? I forgot you have a different name for this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a dress of many names. Greaser's Heroes. (laughs) Sweet. This is the story of Greaser and his band of heroes. With Captain Tubestake sleeping off a serious bender, Greaser time-jumped and ended up thousands of years in the future right where they were before they time-jumped the first time. He assembled a team and took off in pursuit of adventure. Yo, yo, yo! Which one of you cunts sounded the alarm? Yeah.
Oh, it me, Phantom Boner. Me want go on adventure now. You come. Oh, he can't come, Greaser. He doesn't even have a packer, eh? Oh, that funny finger bang. Yo! My cow stick shoots millions of cow sperms at a whole bunch of dead babies. What the fuck are you assholes doing? The captain is seriously fucking hungover, and if whoever sounded that alarm woke him up, they'd be locked in solitary for a month. Oh, it me, pretty lady. Will you come on adventure with us? We go be heroes. Greaser's heroes. Yeah, well, I guess so. But just do me a favor and don't breathe on me, you hairy piece of shit. In desperate need of a sweet side story, and with Captain Tubestakes recovering from a serious bender, Greaser and a ragtag group of talking animals accompanied by Phantom Boner and the Finger Blaster go out in search of adventure, or some shit like that. They are Greaser's heroes. Too Many Rapes is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Greaser sat at the cockpit of the transport shuttle and took off with the crew. Greaser, I love you, baby. But do you even know where the fuck we're going? <laughs> oh, fuck you, Brian. We go help anybody that need it. That's the spirit, that's the spirit, big guy. That's what us teenage mutant ninja jobbers do. That, I'm gonna climb up people's poop shoots. I'm a bunger! Oh look, there's a family with a broken down shuttle. Let's fucking help him, dude! Oh, yes, gerbil. Me hit tow cable and... Oh, shit. Ah, you see me an idiot. That was the rocket button. Oh, my bad. That was pretty sweet explosion, though. Yawn. This is lame AF. I could still be in bed with the captain. But instead, I got dragged into this horse shit adventure. That's right, Fembot. This is some weak ass shit. Oh, come on. Give the primate a break, eh? Look, there's an orbiting nightclub in the path of a giant meteor shower. Show him how a hero saves the day, buddy. Okay, me hit shield. Oh, shit. You stupid fucking piece of shit! That's the same button you just killed that family with! Yeah! Oh, me just nervous. Third time, the charm. Let's land here, that prison camp planet where innocent people got locked up. We we free them. 
All right, jackass, just get the fuck out of the pilot seat and let me land this hunk of shit. That way, you don't just slam down into the reactor and blow the planet up with us along with it. Oh, aye, aye, Fembot. This time, the stupid monkey's plan finally worked. Grease's heroes massacred all of the prison camp planet's overlords and freed all the innocent people. What came next, though, shocked everyone. Oh, finger blast, why you paralyze us? Well, I told the captain I'd bounty hunt again, and there's a huge bounty on you, cunt, for all your previous crimes. And now these new ones, I'm going to turn you all in, then take the captain in, and live large and in charge. <laughs> oh, me not like you, cunt. The Fembot, being sexy and smart as fuck, had Frankie install a failsafe plan just in case Finger Blaster acted like a cunt again. She radioed him, hoping he'd answer since he was out cold from a week of serious partying down with her. Captain? Can you hear me? Captain? Are you there? Baby? Uh, oh, fuck, baby. Uh, Daddy misses you. Is everything okay? Aw, I miss you too, Daddy. And everything's gonna be just fine. I need you to hit that special override button we made in case the finger blaster ever acted like a cunt again. Aye, uh, baby. Fuck that piece of shit up. As soon as Captain Tubestakes hit the Fembot's override button, she stood up and walked right up to Finger Blaster, who kept shooting her with null rays to no avail. What the fuck, eh? Why aren't my Finger Blasts not having the same fucking effect on any of you? Because I'm smarter than you, stupid. And these blasts will have an effect on you. No. Hey. After the Fimbot killed Finger Blaster, Greaser ripped off his arm and threw it to Daxter so he could take the creepy Michael Jackson glove for research. Then he raped the corpse and torched it with his flamethrower, ensuring the piece of shit would never come back to life. Again, they flew back to Rape Force One, where Captain Tubestakes waited for them on the bridge. Uh, good job, Greaser. You're a real fucking hero in my book. Here, here's that space sheriff we murdered's badge. You can wear it proudly, you hairy fucking scumbag. Oh. Aye, Captain. That too many rape. Yo, yo, yo. I know you didn't forget about me and my sweet new track. I saved the best for last. Yo. Finger Blaster. A 
fucking loved you, man. You're the fucking best, man. You fucking gave me so many orgasms. They were like the best fucking orgasms. I never had so many fucking orgasms. And then you do this Benedict Arnold shit, you fucking traitor. You a fucking traitor. You a fucking piece of shit, finger blaster. You a real piece of shit. And I should have fucking known it as soon as I heard your shitty fucking finger blast. Pew, pew, what the fuck is that? Pew, pew, that's fucking weak, man. That's like fucking, uh, fucking NES-style fucking music and shit. It fucking sucks, man, and you fucking suck for fucking trading us. And now that you're fucking dead, I'm just gonna fuck your fucking dead corpse just like Razor did every fucking day. That fucking fucking robot head and everything, I'm just gonna fuck you everywhere. I'm gonna fuck you in your back. Nobody ever has been, like, a back fucker. I'm gonna fucking back fuck you. It's gonna be fucking awesome. I'm gonna fuck you in the back every fucking night. Now, and that, how does that fucking feel? You're gonna fucking stab us in the back while I'm fucking putting my big-ass fucking phantom dick in your back. Yeah, fucking, you feel that? Yeah, it's kind of, it's not even, it's so small, it doesn't even fucking go through you, so it's not like it's coming out of your stomach or anything, it just kind of, like, lays in your fucking back. Yeah, how the fuck it feel? Yeah, you like that? You like a dick in your back, you fucking Benedict Arnold piece of shit? Yeah, you a piece of shit, finger blaster. Uh. <laughs> Sweet. We'll be back with Crazy Slammy's parade. It was probably the most vicious... Um, Crazy Slammy's? No, 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 the, uh, the, uh, the rap... That he just oh, made. I didn't think so. I thought it was. <laughs> Where's uh breaks? Here we go. We'll be back. Hey guys, this is RJ Mitty, and you're listening to the Robin's Room Show. I actually got to be honest, <laughs> and I- I'm probably gonna sound really dumb for this, but I don't even know what timeshare is. You're getting a timeshare then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna you're sign you up. Time share. Oh. <laughs> All right. I know a guy. <laughs> Good old timeshare slim over there. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? You want to go to Cabo? I got a place for you in Cabo. 2500 a year. That sounds good. <laughs> Sign him up. Hey, it's Ryder, your favorite little phone sex doll. Let's get real for a moment. When was the last time you had a girl down on her knees worshiping your fucking perfect cock? Over on Night Flirt, my friends and I we take really, really good care of you. We are real girls offering real connections over the phone and through personal messaging. We have it all. Whether you're looking for dirty talk, role plays, or even just a friend to talk to, call me. Don't worry. Your wife, your girlfriend, your friends, they're never going to find out. Nothing will ever show up on your phone bill. So you can be sure your dirty little secrets are safe with me. Sign up for nightflirt.com. And if you hit me up on Twitter at FlirtRiderDoll and let me know that you heard me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes for you to get a hold of the perfect little cocksucker of your dreams. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. 
Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. Hey, I'm Jack. And I'm Christina. And we're the hosts of the Just Conversation podcast. A show where we critically think and discuss all sorts of exciting topics. From the big pressing issues like artificial intelligence, space exploration, and government takeovers. To the small ones like pollution in Pokemon, time traveling cat people, and the portal we found in my backyard. And we misinform all the time. Yeah, it's great. We're uncensored, politically incorrect, and childish. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and all your podcasting apps. And remember to take nothing personal. It's just conversation. I call these godly marketers six internet sensation Cause it's data and it's dedicated, intricate and patient But with every waking day I strain to pick up with the patient Every time I'm feeling like the slightest into doubt I just keep on fucking writing so my light don't fizzle out Like fuck the brightest block, I'm writing this out loud I might be likely in a crowd but I'm a fighter and I'm proud I sound pathetic, get a sedative, tether my head in I've never measured a success for any record, get it? This dead is heavy and perpetually buried in heaven Spare me your parodies cause I'm clearly not hearing you, damn it I'm using music as a tool to cool my hot and brewing I've been doing lots of stupid nonsense for this convoluted plot that I've concocted But my wallet since it's not been moving I gotta stop before I'm riding in hip-hop and nasty I've been going through a lot of nuisances and proving this And stupidly I do insist that this isn't about money We're trying to move to get I lose it like a lunatic I'm proving that I'm through with this hectic this isn't allowed, buddy. So fuck, fuck it. I ain't trying to do club hits. I ain't rhyming the front and shit. I ain't trying to prove nothing. Every tune that I'm humming is steering fuel as I'm running. No nothing. It's guzzled up again. I'm nearing 100. I'm coming. I'm coming. All you motherfucking punks stunting better run because I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm just fucking with you. I ain't going nowhere but I want, huh? No, I ain't coming for that number one spot. Cause there's all these hungry youngins with that dumb shit on lot. I'm Caucasian and Asian agent. I'm ancient and hating the clock. And I'm okay not making it so haters can play with the cop. I don't got a gimmick, so I guess I'm not in it to win it. I'ma just spit what I think and not give a shit about image. Steady belligerent with hit after hit as I spit it. Living it, the lack of listeners that I'm getting. You dig it? I'm kinda bitter, like I'm sweet and sour salty. But soy sauce sizzles, so my vocals go with all beats. Overloaded. Sodium, I'm all together all Keeping feeling in a song Flavors all you're getting off me I wanna rock the boat Cocky like a lock and load I should probably stop Cause I'm a job But I've been on a roll Smarter than an honor roll I'm honest I want you all to know That all the flows and bars I've got are awesome Not so much so see, I've been going through A lot of nuisances And proving this And stupidly I do insist That this isn't about money We're trying to move To get out losing Like a lunatic I'm proving that I'm through With this and this isn't about money So fuck, fuck it I ain't trying to do club hits I ain't rhyming the front And shit I ain't trying to Nothing. Every tune that I'm humming is steering fuel as I'm running. No nothing, it's guzzled up again. I'm never in 100. I'm coming. I'm coming. All you motherfucking punks stunting better run cause I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Now I'm just fucking with you. I ain't going nowhere but I want, huh?
kids gotta be correct. Incorrect. Yeah, I rap, but I ain't after any checks. Wanna bet? Fucking pumpkins, what you getting on a test? Cause it's stupid in the school, you an impotent to the best. Go to sleep, bitch. Large Marge set me hard bars and I'm spitting up. Sharp, sharp remarks, smart or dark when I lit it up. Hard scars, artists when the heart's in the vision pumped. I don't need a butt, I just want my bite. Fuck a walk in public, I'm stripping down to nothing. Thumbs rubbing on my buttocks like I'm shitting out a tough brick. I'm running out of gum shit, nothing seems to cut it. I've been pumping out the rockets, but I'm fumbling for something. The head on me telling me give it up. But my spirit is telling me live it up. I hope to God I'm the wannabe. I embody dichotomy, but I'm fine. I'm a dynasty and it's fun. I do it for the fun, I do it for the fun. I do it cause I'm motherfucking of it and it's fun. Expect you to know my mind, but I expect respect when I flow my rhymes for the fun. I do it for the fun. I do it cause the motherfucking love it and it's fun. Yes, the wizards with the purest flow of shitting in the urinal. Wiggling my dick instead of pissing, that's personal. Tourniquet is versatile, we're working with the words he knows. So who else have you heard a spit of verse shirt on murder? No, you can't see none of me worldwide. Wrestle with it, underground's bumping, so fuck it, suck it. I'm never winning nothing, I love it. I'd be upset if I regret this spitting. I'm never letting go with decibel. Bet that I've been on top of my shit like a recent defecation. I'm bleeding dedication every evening when I stay late. Face it, ain't Shit changed from in the basement I stay making hits Insane, now I'm a playlist The truth is I do this to lift me up Cause the music is soothing me, listen up It's my flawless philosophy How I rock in cacophony Up and solving my problems because it's fun I do it for the fun I do it for the fun I do it cause I'm motherfucking love it and it's fun I do it for the fun I do it for the fun I do it cause I'm motherfucking love it and it's fun I don't expect you to know my mind, but I expect respect when I flow my rhymes for the fun. I do it for the fun. I do it cause I'm motherfucking love it and it's fun. I do this for amusement. I've never been to no club. It's crucial to my mood. Getting me about the doldrums. I do it cause I do it and I'm doing it too dope, bruh. To the music and tune it. Who listens? Nobody. Nobody. The head on me telling me give it up. It's telling me live it up I hope to God I'm the wannabe I embody dichotomy But I'm fine, I'm a dynasty and it's fun I do it for the fun I do it for the fun I do it cause I'm motherfucking love it and it's fun I do it for the fun I do it for the fun I do it cause I'm motherfucking love it and it's fun Yo, no I don't expect you to know my mind But I expect respect when I flow my rhymes For the fun I do it for the fun I do it cause I'm motherfucking love it and it's fun <laughs> no, but seriously, I do work really hard, though. song is for anybody dying to speak Or for anyone who's in the red and trying to leave I've said all my regrets and I'm inspired to leave So if you need to keep your eyes on I'm about to beat a motherfucker curb Stomp, turns, paw Bully by the beef and ball is stern Talk, stern, talk The nerds gone I'm hurting when I hurt him But my first thoughts eat Tell them motherfuckers I eat I'm a glutton and a hunger stand the dirt behind me Can't nobody sell them But I'm bumping my beat Come and turn them up And get to jumping like me I got it motherfucker I'ma go for it Over ten years But got nothing to show 
for it. I ain't in it for the business, but I'm dope, boy. I've been the most defendant since the minute that I wrote what I spoke. Good Lord. Let me testify. Embellish till evangelists left to die. They're selling Ella Stanzas left and right, but I'd rather be a fan than regret my life. I'm underestimated, overeducated, and I can't relate to anybody in the game right now. I'm mainly underrated, I ain't faking like I made it, but I came to make a statement and I can't pipe down. Can't pipe down. But I came to make a statement and I can't pipe down. Nah, I can't pipe down, and I reckon I'ma rip it right oh, now. Oh, I don't wanna spit the first verse yeah. with a sure smirk, yeah. like a sermon, but you worry about the curse words. Ooh. Curse words. Bitch, I heard worse. Yeah. I learned that a wordsmith works in a hearse. I'm dead. What? Damn it, motherfucker, I'm dead. Yeah. Scrambling for funding, got a bullet to the breast. Ow. I'm bleeding on a beat, but believe in my breath, bitch. I'm breathing my release, every reason I am. Yeah. Come on, motherfucker, I'ma use it. Only pushing 30, but I'm sure that I'ma use it. What? What? Some say that it's stupid to pursue this and loose lips, loose, listen, lucrative. Oh. Let the stress subside, a frail, recognize, real, and forget your lies. I'm better off free, never petrified, so I'm a rock and roll reach and caress the sky. I'm underestimated, overeducated, and I can't relate to anybody in the game right now. I'm mainly underrated, I ain't faking like I made it, but I came to make a statement and I can't pipe down. Can't pipe down, but I came to make a statement and I can't pipe down. Nah, I can't pipe down, and I reckon I'm a rip it right now. I'm on my left to write a hype. Fights off. Yeah. I'm blinded by the sight, but I'm a right, wrong, Ooh, right, wrong. Nice, y'all. Yeah. Enlightenment is saying by the pipe. Uh, no, but it's not. What? I get it, motherfucker. I'm not. Nah. I've never been a bitter than a bitter. I write. Right. The sediments are sinners, seven sediment. I rock, but I'm locked in a box, be a coffin and thought. What? I show you, motherfuckers, I know how to roll with the beat. Every punch in a flow. One or two quotes are rough stuff as I wrote. Become a rumble on my tongue from a motherfucking throat. Hey, yo. But y'all molest the rhyme. You're showing no respect for the mesmerized. Am I set to thrive or am I pesticide? I'll never be a veteran, but let's decide. I'm underestimated, overeducated, and I can't relate to anybody in the game right now. I'm mainly underrated, I ain't faking like I made it, but I came to make a statement and I can't pipe down. Can't pipe down. But I came to make a statement and I can't pipe down. Are you getting it all on your phone? On your camera, Slim? Whatever yeah. you are? Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> slim, Slim, Drew, same thing. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get it all in 4K all right, fucking deciding video. Deciding whether I want an Instagram or just a regular video, but I guess I'll just do Instagram. Okay. Uh, I can also, like, I found the feature where I can send it to phone, so, like, I can easily just get it right on Instagram, yeah. like, right away. You don't have Instagram. <laughs> or I can send it to you to put on Instagram. I'm not putting your video on Instagram. I'm putting mine. Wait. All right. I got to do. Uh, is he ready? You ready, Slambo? Wait. I got to do. I got to give him a cue to start. How's he gonna know when to start? If I don't fucking tell him. <laughs> Action! Yeah! Crazy slammies! The future is here, baby! Let not it pass you by, baby! Yeah! Come on down to Crazy Slammies, and we got all your tech needs! Now at five convenient locations, right here on the shithole talking in Seaport! Yeah! Oh, you won't find prices lower than these! Not lower! Ah! Impress your relatives with one of these Fujifilm digital A41 cameras! Yeah! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Crazy slammies! I won't be undersold! Ah! Ah! You won't find prices lower than this! Impress those children in your
Now crawl space with an Atari 2600, baby! Yeah, they gonna like this when they're waiting to die! When they're waiting for your dick! Crazy slammies! I swear to God, if you can find prices lower than this, I will literally fucking eat a year old man in the asshole and lick out my own cum! Yeah! Crazy slammies! Where did I go, baby? I won't be undersold! That's right! That's right, crazy, crazy slammies! No credit? No cash? No problem, baby! Just... Meth rocks, baby! Bring me to some of that blue crystal meth, baby! Yeah! Woo-hoo! Crazy slammies! Come on down today, baby! We got bedboards! Yes, hey, don't work you know! No, we got hatchets! Yeah! The lamp! The lamp! The lamp! The lamp! The lamp of the app! Ah! <laughs> Cocaine, baby! Cocaine, baby! And if you act now, go on your phone, baby! And download my app! Savings up your asshole, baby! Savings straight up your asshole! Yeah! <laughs> Crazy slammers! Shards everywhere, baby! They're in my dick hole! <laughs> oh my god, you're bleeding. Uh, my stomach hurts. You're Go to bleeding. break. Where? You got it. <laughs> everywhere you're bleeding. Fucking scratch on your eye. No, it's just lick it. Oh. Just lick it. Oh god. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Michael Mahone. Yum, 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 Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-277-6322. 800-277-6322. 800 That's 800-277-6322. Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. 
Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800 648 9172. 800 648 9172. That's 800 648 9172. Is that your favorite crazy Sammy's? That was amazing. <laughs> oh my God. You were the best. Just on Instagram, I saw the still picture of you, like, from the beginning. It was just great. You're just angry and <laughs> frothing. <laughs> <laughs> they just I love like he breaks his fucking candle which is amazing it's and then still blowing up I think so I don't know what that was I'm gonna ignore it but and then so after he broke the candle the it had like flipped over and the wax was on top so he takes it and flips it so the glass is on top again and smashes it again yes that's how you do it Robin Slim Show hey what's up man this is Josh Owen from Chasing Molly how's it going good how you doing Josh Pretty good. I'm going to merge in Shelly if that's okay. That's perfect. All right. Stand by. All right, Shelly, we are on the line. Okay. Shelly, Pack, and Josh Sutherland from Chasing Molly. What's up, guys? Yay. Thank you for having us on your show. Thanks for coming yeah, thank on. Thank you. The movie was fantastic. Uh, we we all watched it except for our intern I did, here. I did watch some. I did watch. Yeah, some. I didn't get to finish it. I, I sl- our intern Slambo. We asked him at the beginning of the show. He's like, "Oh yeah, I watched some of it." And I'm like, "How far did you get, Slambo?" And he goes, "Oh, I got to the part where that crime boss shot that guy in the head." I'm like, "That's the first like minute of the show." Lick, him, lick the tip. <laughs> he saw lick the tip. Chase he the liked tip. lick the tip. <laughs> Keith, for well, sure. Well, yeah, he's got, a, he's got a little more homework to do. He's got to get a little further than that. He does. Yeah. He does. But the movie I loved, I loved from start to finish. Uh, how long did it take to make? Man. Oh, so, great question. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. Josh. Well, I was going to say, traditionally, right, like you do a feature film, if you have a lot of money, you do 40, 60 days back to back, right? Like you're just shooting constantly. And so our movie was obviously a little different. We made this movie kind of out of um, having other projects fall through. And so we really structured the script and the shooting schedule to where we could pick this off kind of sporadically. And so literally the whole shooting process took about a year and a half. And then there was another year plus of post-production. So this has been a you know a long journey for us, but definitely took us you know close to two and a half three years. Wow, yeah, it, it paid off too. Like like I said, I loved it from start to finish. Um, everything was great about it. Um, even just the camaraderie between between the actors, like, are, has um, did everybody know each other beforehand? So I am. My background is in improv. And it's really important to me and also to Josh that, you know, the dialogue seems fresh and organic and Mm -hmm. doesn't seem scripted and cookie cutter. Yeah. So everyone you see in the movie is uh, like a personal friend of mine, aside from, you know, Kurt Angle, who was, you know, a cold call. We didn't (laughs) didn't know him, but everybody else in the movie that are comedians are personal friends that I've worked with that I knew were going to be home run hitters, that I knew were going to come in and nail it in one take. Um, because, you know, we didn't have the budget to be shooting hours and hours one scene. You know, yeah. we needed it to be on right away. And so we really wanted to reach out to people we knew and mm. that, you know, we knew if we brought them in, they were going to be funny and it was going to feel organic. Um, some lines, you know, might even be improvised because we're in the moment yes. and we wanted everyone to have that creativity. 
That's what I was going um, to ask too. Like did free. you did you write certain parts for certain people, like just knowing them? Right, exactly. Cool. Like the cops in the movie are good friends. I knew yes. they would, ki- you know, I wrote yeah. <laughs> stuff that I knew would be up their alley that I knew, you know, the character Skull Effer. Skull we'll just say because I don't know what you're. Skull okay, uh, you can say Skull Fucker. Um, yeah. Skull Fucker. <laughs> uh, he's a personal friend, and I knew when he gets angry and upset. <laughs> that it's hilarious so it was like how do i make that worse okay let's give him some kids and a baby bjorn and let's have him as a drug dealer you know let's just make it worse i want a size um, i want a prequel so it really worked out i want a prequel of just skull fucker and that guy with like the burn scars on his face like the guy in the alley that mugged you molly thanks 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 so, Shelly, I just want to say you definitely uh, accomplished what you were trying to accomplish because the entire time I'm watching it, I was like, I'm like, man, this seems uh, improv and it felt like every scene, like you knew who the comedians were and it was almost like they were doing their, their bits. Yes. Um. So, yeah, I definitely got that vibe from it. Yeah, we really wanted to make, you know, Josh and I are used to making projects that are either really commercial or appropriate for TV or appropriate for this. And we just wanted to make something that was just not appropriate for anybody. So that's what I was going to ask too. You, you worked with Josh before it was, yeah, we had worked on a short film called Dashiell, a journey through autism. I work with kids with autism Okay. and, uh, you know, it's obviously very different than this project. This is more of like a passion, you know, Mm. feel good. (laughs) We should give back by, you know, just really bringing awareness to the subject. But in that, we found that we really worked well together. We have a chemistry that, you know, it's kind of rare to find someone that you work so well together. And we really just wanted to make a feature. You know, we, that was what was in our our most desire. Our biggest desire was to make a feature. Cool. And after, you know, funding had fallen through on another one, we said, let's make something we can actually shoot. And there came Chasing Molly, and it just kind of snowballed. How did you guys get Kurt Angle involved, you said? Like a cold call? Yeah. Yeah, so no joke. It was traditionally a cold call. I mean, I, I literally, when we when me and Shelly talked about, uh, you know, who we wanted and I envisioned for the character, Mr. Black, I really wanted someone with big muscles, kind of loud talker, kind of rude and crude. And, you know, um, and so we immediately started looking towards professional wrestlers. Uh, and... You know, we were talking to some other people, and then Shelly one day was like, what about Kurt Angle? And I, I literally had a laugh-out-loud moment of, like, have you seen the script we've been writing? Like, no way that Kurt's going to be into this. But um, we sent it to his manager, and we got it to him. And a couple of days later, we heard that he actually read it, and then we heard that he actually liked it. And then, you know, a week later, we were kind of in touch with his agent and worked it all out. And... Lo and behold, you know, Kurt Angle's now going to come be in the movie. And so um, it was it was no joke. It was a cold call. But I, I will say um, Kurt Angle on set was, you know, a true legend. If you know anything about his WWE personality or him in real life, he's totally not, you know, into cursing or like the character Mr. Black. And so it, re- it really killed it for us on set and really wanted to give us what we envisioned for the character and I'll, you know, I'll be forever be in his debt um, for doing this film. I wonder if like the guy that runs the Olympics called him and was like, if you say twat hole again, we're going to take your gold medal. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and it, the great thing also about, 
you know, about Kurt, again, you know, like, <clears throat> he's used to doing stuff live. Mm. So we didn't have tons of time for him either. Um, we're wow. on a very tight schedule. Yes. So he, we didn't need more than one or two takes for him. I mean, he's like on right away, instant, instant charisma. And so it would be like, okay, let's get one for safety. And that's it because he's so used to working live. It really paid wow. off for us in independent filmmaking because we didn't have the time or the luxury, that's you know, cool. to spend hours and hours on one, on one take or one scene. So, um, you know, and he also got really physical in one of the scenes. We're not going to give too much away, but, you know, he's in his his own personal suit giving us everything mm. on a dirty back it, alley in Los Angeles. I mean, the guy's in his own he's suit. He's a champion. He, wow. There's a reason he's a gold medalist, you know. <laughs> I didn't realize that was his own suit. Like, he just showed up. <laughs> hey man, it's an independent movie, and we 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 tried to get his sizes and get him wardrobe, but obviously there's no big wardrobe department or anything like that. And he was like, "No, I'd rather wear my own fitted suit." And then he said, "You're more than welcome to." And then you know he didn't even bat an eyelash when he's literally rolling on the ground in like the dirtiest LA alley you've ever seen. So, wow, um, he's a legend. If you need like three scumbags, we're available, but we need airfare. <laughs> we need airfare and like probably parking validated sorry okay yeah we'll keep it in mind for the sequel for sure <laughs> so i, I want to ask too even like uh the special effects in the end did you do those josh so i didn't do those personally but i actually you know started in the industry kind of cut my teeth working at um visual effects houses and i personally know a lot of um you know visual effects artists and uh you know if you check out my mdv or whatever like there's a lot of i've had a lot of credits on some very very yes. huge uh vfs movies um, and so I, I didn't do this personally, but a close friend, our VFX supervisor, his name's Chris Ragoso, he did those um, shots for us. But, you know, same caliber of, of artists who were working on, you know, X-Men, Avengers, uh, 2012, these yes. huge Hollywood movies. So um, super, super helpful. And that's, that's literally the story for the whole movie, right? Like calling in those favors, you know, uh, filmmaking is a team sport. And even though me and Shelly really carried the brunt of, the movie and forcing it and willing it to happen. Um, it's because of all the help we have from our friends and family and calling in all those favors that we've just been storing up for all these years. That's amazing. That is so cool. And how is it done? Have you entered it in like uh, festivals and all that? So, so, so we do, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. We, we didn't do any really festivals because, you know, in my opinion, like, if you know how film festivals work, a lot of them really are like you're paying to get your movie seen or whatever, and they're they're a business too, right? Like they're they're surviving off all the fees of people submitting, and so and unless you're gonna you know you're gonna win or you're gonna be a run, or, or, like in the running, I personally wouldn't recommend you know entering a lot of film festivals, especially our movie is a raunchy, very raunchy comedy. It's not for Sundance. It's not for like these you know some of these festivals, and wow. so we knew. You know, luckily we had some interest before, like we kind of showed it to some uh, distributors and stuff before that process. And point blank, if they weren't, if there was no offers and they weren't into it, well, then yes, we would have sent it out to every single film festival. But we had some interest before, um, before that, so we knew we could frankly sell the movie without having to do a festival run. That's cool. That's cool. And I feel like if, if it's good enough, it'll speak for itself. 
It'll do that. Exactly. So that's yeah. cool. And just yeah. like you said, how raunchy it was, it's unapologetically funny. Yeah. I, I, it's Slim messaged me last night when he was watching it and just said, Hollywood does not make movies like this. Like, they really don't. That's anymore. right. So it's cool. And it's, that's what the beauty is. It's like, yes, we're so independent where Josh and I had to wear so many hats. But at the same time, it was so liberating because no one could tell us, well, you can't say that or you shouldn't do that or that's too racy or the market, you know, the test audiences aren't going to like that. Or, you know, we could put in whatever we wanted. We were the final edit. And, yes. you know, I think that's, you know, to get it accomplished and then to look back and be like, oh, this is truly us. And it's so different because it's not safe. It's not a safe comedy where you'd have a cookie cutter plot line and certain, you know, bankable stars and then you made like a, a safe comedy you know this is a really like you know a very different in your face raunchy comedy where you said unapologetically funny like whatever we think is funny that's what's in it as opposed to like well be careful you know yes. this isn't what people like you know and we we know that people do want to watch something different you know that audiences shouldn't you know just have watered down filtered you know material yeah it should be able to be raw like you, this it just it hasn't been done in a long time yeah so we know how special it is you should be able to laugh at something that's not funny you know that that nobody should normally laugh at but it, it's funny in that awkward moment and also i don't know if exactly. it's for for everyone but we're you know a couple guys from jersey and like what you guys did is like our everyday life that's how we talk to each other <laughs> you know you don't you don't really see that so you were saying about being organic and like yeah it felt real it reminded me of like kevin smith's early work like mm. clerks where every scene was like people being real having real conversations like yeah, that's how we talk <laughs> you know <laughs> exactly we tried to keep keep that level um, with the film, the level of comedy. And, you know, frankly, we know it's, it's, we say it rides the line between, you know, appropriate and inappropriate. And we know that. And frankly, it's not for everybody, but um, I would say mostly it's not for my mom. But it's <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I saw too, uh, Variety did a blurb on you guys. Yes, uh, we were so, I mean, talk about a moment where you step outside your own body. Um, yes. You know, they had they had covered us, um, you know, and it was like Josh was asleep in the morning and I'm calling him like every two minutes as if that's going to make a difference. <laughs> and finally, I'm like, we're in variety. Wake up. <laughs> because it was so early in the morning and he finally gets up and we were just, I mean, we kept calling each other like we don't know how to process what's happening. Can we just yes. be on the phone together because we don't know what to do with ourselves. Um, <laughs> it's just really this whole thing has been like that, you know, really surreal. You grind for so long in the industry and then to have a product that's marketable and people are watching and appreciating. And it's so from you, you know, from your heart. Um, and you're so passionate about it that it's just, in a, you know, it's not lost on us how, how rare this is. Mm. and how special it is. You know, we know a lot of friends that work really, really hard and it's very difficult to put something out there that you're proud of. I was going to ask too, um, in your own words, just for our audience that may have not uh, been familiar with it, what is the synopsis, synopsis of the movie? Uh, a paranormal con artist who cleans people of their valuables instead of their demons 
faces karmic retribution when she accidentally rips off L.A.'s biggest crime boss, which is played by the one and only Kurt Angle. (laughs) Um, And he's awesome in this movie, by the way. Like Josh said, it's not his WWE personality at all. I mean, he's very... You know, squeaky clean in in real life, but in the movie, he he really pulls off this character. I was wondering too, um, with that the yeah. in, in the end, and I don't want to give any spoilers, but when he started uh, feeling ill or whatever it was, I didn't know if it was like <laughs> if there was residue in that jar or what. I didn't know what was going on, but it was fantastic how it played out. Yeah. So good. <laughs> that that coming back Thank to the you. beginning was amazing. Yes, yes, it was full circle, full yeah, circle. Yeah. I also love too. Yes. Exactly. I. I love the, the, the Buddhist monk that trained you, Molly. That I don't know. That, that scene made me laugh really hard. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Someone like wrote a review that was like, hashtag uterus grunt. So I was like, was okay, amazing. people are watching this movie. That's great. That's what I was too. Have you got a lot of response from people who have seen it? Like reviews or whatnot? You know, it's. It's been great because you'll read, you know, we are the PR team. Okay. This is an independent film. So Mm. we're reading the comments that people are writing. I don't think they're expecting us to read them, you know? And so there's a couple where they're like, Ooh, love this movie, you know, really well done. I'm like, Josh, do you know this person? He's like, no. I'm like, I don't know him either. And we're so excited, (laughs) you know? So I mean, It's it's exciting. It's surreal to have people that you don't know like commenting about your movie. How mm. great! And just to have them love something that you made, it feels really, really cool to have that yeah. feeling. You know, same thing, same thing. Even with the haters, right? It's like you know, just someone that you took the time to watch something that we spent so much time and energy on, and then on top of that, go to your computer to even write write anything. It's yes. like we really we really appreciate it. Definitely, you you pissed them off so much that they they typed. What they what typed. were the haters like? What was the hate? Because there was nothing to hate about that movie. But like, what <laughs> what were the like general complaints? Well, you want to take this, Josh? Because I'll get real emotional right now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I have to hold Shelly back from responding because I'm like, this is exactly what they want. If That's... you want to keyboard warriors for you to respond to them, they can keep hating. Generally, you find that other people online who like the movie kind of take care of that for you. But, you know, whether in regards to, you know, the the lighting or some of the jokes they found offensive or certain things. And it's like, listen, I wish I could tell you, you know, how little money we had on this project. And believe me, as a director, like, I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, but for damn sure we we put something on the screen that is, um, you know, Close Super enough. impressive for what yes. we what we were working with. Did you say people are complaining yeah. about the lighting? Is that what you said? They're complaining about the lighting. <laughs> well, it's like I, I don't even know. Like I, I can't even remember them, right? Because you just don't waste your energy on time yeah. to remember. But there was I know. Someone saying it was like, was this shot on an iPhone or something? Oh, like, fuck it off. Come on, man. Get me. <laughs> I was like, it's a red cam 4K. Like, I'm getting all emotional. Get me email. I'm ready to go. Like, get us some fucking at mention, at, you know, usernames. We're going to go. We're going to go. <laughs> what was the one that we had the other name? It was like, well, fuck nuggets. And 73 loved your movie. We're like, great. That is just so That's awesome. Who you want to love That's your movie. the guy like, you want. That's who you made it for. <laughs> right. And 
So, yeah, <laughs> primarily it's all been good, you know, just yeah. one or two people yeah. trying to get attention, and we won't, you know, yeah. we won't give them any more energy. No. It's not worth it. Don't but, pay them you know, attention. Primarily everyone's really been happy about it. That's, awesome. That's great. Do you guys have any upcoming projects you could tell us about? Yeah, yeah we have another movie that we're packaging, another raunchy comedy um taking on hollywood so about a girl who fails at love while trying to succeed in hollywood and kind of a female you know comedic perspective on what's going on in that whole you know <laughs> social that whole that whole world of hollywood so stay tuned for that cool yeah cool. very um very topical with the me too movement and as Shelly said you know it's definitely this is the film and in my opinion, like we were trying to package from the beginning and we've had investors fall through with it a couple of times. And literally because of that, we made Chasing Molly to kind of be a showcase to say like, hey, look at what we made with next to nothing. Let's let's do this one and do it even better. Nice. Is Skullfucker going to be in it, please? <laughs> of course. He will be in everything I do. He's, okay. Jeff Lewis is a, is a god. Yes. I was going to say, I go, I'm with Rob. Skullfucker, like prequel or Skullfucker, just like solo movie. Solo, like, yeah. I want to see his uh, yes. Skullfucker origin story. Like, yes. how did he become the Skullfucker? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jeff would be down. Jeff Lewis would be down. He, he's, yes, he, he would. On set. He's so funny. He's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best. That's the best. I was going to ask, too, uh, like, just as far as, like, the cops go, do you, you guys work regularly with all those all those actors? So, so Shelly yeah. is personally friends with most of those people, and so, you know, that's how we knew on set, like she said earlier, like, we're going to get people that show up that aren't going to, like, like, not only are professionals and going to nail the lines and be, you know, get like, we don't have a lot of time. We're trying to move through so many pages on set per day that we need people yeah. who can nail it, but also who we know are funny, right? Like we just didn't have the resources to have a ton of casting calls to have a ton of rehearsals before these shoots. Right. And so we need people on set who we know are funny and we know are going to kill it. And so most of those people are friends, um, with Chili, and I will say those cop scenes are some of my favorite in the entire movie. Those guys are so funny. They are amazing. Yeah, guys. I'm going to be, they're amazing. Yeah. Mike Rose and Drew Droji. Drew and I will be performing um, Improv for the People um, coming up. So I perform regularly, and I think that's, you know, the best advice I can give too is like if you love performing, then then perform because it was able, I was able to get all these actors then to, to come together to make a movie because of a, you know, a culmination of working with them over years and same with Josh getting favors like for VFX and cameras and gear because he had, you know, all the good karma he had given over the years. That's so it was really cool. a culmination of all of our gifts and, and work over the years and building favors and, and doing stuff for other people that when we asked for it, they came through and like more than we could ever ask, you know, Felicia mm. day is extremely busy, but yes. she, you know, when I said, Hey, you know, I've got this movie and she read it and she was like, I'm down. I was like, Oh my, like, thank you. Yeah. You know, she, no, no, she doesn't need the money or any, or she's got tons of work, but, because she knew what was involved and, and, and we were friends and she knew my work. She wanted to do it. So it was stuff like that. Same with Jim Cashman, yes. and, you know, He's Jamie so from the good. progressive commercials. He's also <laughs> happens to be a brilliant improviser. So um, same with him. He doesn't need, you know, the money or the work, but he wanted to be a part of it because, you know, of our relationship. So, That's um, 
it was really just kind of a magical way that everything came together, combined with a lot of sweat and tears and hard work, but also magic. <laughs> Shelly, I want to say real quick, so uh, Rob has called you Molly several times throughout this interview, and I understand it because your character in the movie was Molly, and you're really Shelly, but like even when I was watching the, the movie, I'm like, that Molly, that's like just who Shelly is in real life. Is that, <laughs> that true? Because that's... That's just you, right? Yes, that's very me. Like, <laughs> sarcastic, um, and that's my comedic voice. You know what I mean? So I wanted to play, you know, a character that was similar to me. Obviously, I've made different life choices than Molly has, but um, as far as this being very me, yeah, absolutely. I also absolutely. didn't didn't realize your name in the movie was Molly till the end when like. It's got the love story. It's got it's got something for everybody. I thought Molly was just ecstasy because isn't isn't That's that what, what they call too. it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh right, it was yeah, a little yeah. play on words there. Yeah, yeah, double entendre there for sure. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Guys, <laughs> whoa, somebody riding a bike. <laughs> It's, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm on a motorbike. I'm taking a, <laughs> a nice trip to, uh, down to Panga Canyon while I'm on this call. Sorry about that. <laughs> it has been amazing talking to you both. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us on your show. We really appreciate it. And thank you for supporting independent film. And we just, we, Josh and I are really grateful. I'm speaking for you, Josh, but <laughs> I know you're grateful too. Philly is super grateful, but I'm also super grateful, guys. Thank you for taking the time on your show to have us on and let us talk a little about the movie. And thank you for watching it in the kind words. We appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. And um, definitely reach out whenever you got another project going on and tell everybody where they could find Chasing Molly. Sure. So, guys, you, if you literally you can get Chasing Molly video on demand everywhere. Anywhere you can buy a movie online or through your TV, you know, uh, Cox Spectrum, Time Warner, um, Fandango, Amazon, uh, Redbox, uh, iTunes. iTunes. It is everywhere. If you're old fashioned and still want a DVD or a Blu ray, Target, Best Buy, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, Walmart. It's Walmart. It's literally everywhere. So, yeah, please check it out. We, we would appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Have a, good one. Have a good one. You too. Nope. Slam. <laughs> I know. I had to hang up. Is it available off. at Crazy Slammies? Yeah, yeah. We got it in stock right now. Rob and Slip Show. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Zach Avery. Zach Avery. How you doing? Actor Zach Avery. Correct. I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. And you're originally from the mid Midwest, correct? That is correct. Yeah. Well, I was I was actually I grew up in Tampa, Florida, but I, I lived in the Midwest for a while, Indiana and Chicago, before coming out to L.A. How, how long did it take you from when you started acting to get to L.A.? Um, I would, about three or four years I was doing really small stuff, theater things in Chicago, uh, before I decided to move out here. And then, you know, once I got here, still another, another few years until I really, really got to sink my teeth into anything. Wow. What, what was the first like major thing you landed? Um, the first thing I did out here is it was kind of twofold. So I actually shot this short film that was, uh, that was called the laughing man. That was basically the backstory of the Joker kind of blew up online within a week or so got like three million views and from there wow. the producer uh, and director that were brothers that shot that with me got a deal to do their first feature film called curvature and they cast me in that as well so it was kind of like 
a one-two punch between those two. That's super cool. Super cool. What um, what made you delve into acting though? I see. I saw on your um bio that you also have um, I think a master's correct in psychology. So I started the program. So I, I got an undergrad in psychology, and I started I started a doctorate program in psychology in Chicago, and that's what originally brought me out there. And acting, it was always in the mix. You know, it was one of those things that I always had a passion for, wanted to do, but family-wise, it just wasn't in the cards. You know, my mom's a lifetime educator, and she was just like, look, you need an education first. You can You can kind of do this acting on the side. It never was looked at as a serious thing. And for me, it just got to a point where I was like, I can't kind of fake it anymore. I have to follow, you know, where my heart's telling me to go. Oh, wow. And I just dove all the way in. That's what I was going to say, because that's one hell of a fallback plan. Like, <laughs> master's in yeah, like, psychology. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Are your parents supportive of your uh, decision? decision? They- they are now. They are now. It was one of those things. I didn't even tell my mom. Like, I, I legitimately took a leave of absence from school, did not tell her anything, started, uh, like, selling door-to-door sales jobs just to, like, say, get some money saved up, and then moved out here. And as I was basically, like, packing to move out here, I dropped it on her that, hey, I'm not in school anymore. I haven't been in school for six months. Mal, who's now my wife, then my girlfriend and I are, are packing up the car and driving cross-country. And I mean, she lost her mind at first, but now, now she's supportive. <laughs> wow! And what um, what roles have you landed, uh, Zach? I saw um, the White Crow, which is the uh, the story yep. of legendary ballet dancer Rudolf Nureyev. Correct. Yeah. So it was uh, it was kind of a cool run. I in 2017 is when we shot that. So. You know, Ray Fiennes directed that film. I got the chance to go in and audition for him. And obviously, you know, being such a legend that he is, simply going in and auditioning was a win for me. Yes. Ended up booking the role, and it was it was amazing. You know, it, was, it got to, they shot at least my part in, uh, in Serbia. And so I flew out to Serbia and played this American uh, journalist who was faithfully following Rudolph, the ballet, the ballet dancer's uh, defection to the West from Russia. And it was just a cool experience. And from there, you know, I, I kind of was going back to back. I just really met the right people, I think, at that time and ended up shooting a film called Farming and then Last Moment of Clarity. And it's kind of been a rolling, uh, rolling boulder downhill since then, which has been great. That's amazing. Um, going back to the White Crow um, and Rudolph's story. Did I, I, I've never seen the movie and I would love to, but... Um, was he basically like just hated for leaving like uh, Cold War Russia? Yeah, I mean it was a, it was a two part thing. Like it was a lot of which he his personal beliefs. You know, he was loose sexually, and so he didn't know if he was you know homosexual or bisexual or whatever mm. it may be, and that really wasn't accepted at the time. And so you know, being a ballet dancer and where he kind of felt his passion taking him, he didn't want to be constrained. You know, he felt like his art was dancing, but he had more to show than just that. And I think, you know, in his, the time that he was living you know, in Russia, they were, you know, trying to control him and say, hey, this is who you're going to be and this is the, the image that you're going to present. And he yeah. wasn't about that. So this is kind of his story about saying, hey, you know, I have more to me than this this one thing that I do and yeah it's, it's great and I love it and I'm great at it but you know there's a lot of layers there and so it was a really in-depth look at his life in general cool cool and how is the movie done worldwide 
It's been it's been really good. Yeah, I think in the UK it was released first, and I think it's done a few million there, which is great. And then it was released in the US uh, about a month ago now, I think. And I think it went wide. The widest it went was about three hundred screens, but it made you know a million and a half, two million on on just three hundred, and it's still on a number of screens, you know, a month out. So for for a specialty type of box office thing like that type of movie, it's it's doing well. That's awesome. That's awesome. What um, what other uh, films have you done? You said uh, I think you mentioned Last Moment of Clarity. Yeah, so I shot Last Moment of Clarity a couple months after White Crow, which was a really cool uh, role. So basically, it's a indie thriller. I play this guy named Sam who you start out. He's in New York. He kind of has everything together. He's a real estate agent out there and love of his life and he ends up witnessing uh his fiance getting murdered by the mob he thinks he's kind of messed up in gambling and things like that um he goes to paris to kind of escape his life and mourn and three years later he's watching a movie in paris and he sees this woman on the screen that weirdly just reminds him of his fiance that he saw getting killed in a way that's not just like oh i, I think it may be her he's convinced himself that it is ends up going back to the States and going on this wild journey to figure out, is it her? Is she still alive? If she is, what happened? And then, you know, does love exist in a time or a place? Or can this, like, everlasting love last all of these trials and tribulations? So it was a, it was a super meaty role and, and really fun to shoot. Cool. Cool. Where is that available? Is it is it not out yet? No, so that's uh, going to the festival circuit, I think, this fall. So I think that will be like a Toronto type of premiere, hopefully. I think that that's what they're looking for, and then it will come out after that is, is what I've heard. Cool, cool. And what other uh, projects do you have that you could tell us about? Um, yeah, so there's a film that I actually just wrapped called The Gateway that's a really cool thriller, kind of in the vein of Drive with Ryan Gosling, like that type of thing. Okay. Um, set in St. Louis. Um, it was directed by a really cool director named McKelly Chavetta, and it was myself, uh, Olivia Munn, Frank Grillo, Shea Wiggum, Bruce Cern, just a really, really solid cast. And it's going to be cool. You know, we just finished it. I was shooting in Virginia for about seven weeks, got back a couple weeks ago, and that'll be coming out um, probably end of this year, you know, late fall, early winter. Um, really excited about that one. It was it was a fun, fun piece to shoot and going to be dark and, and very uh, kind of, you're going to be sitting on the edge of your seat. Nice, nice. Who are some of your favorite actors and like, who would you love to work with? Uh, so for me recently, you know, it's it's always stuck in my head whenever I, I think about this, that Bradley Cooper with The Star is Born just kind of blew me away. It was, you know, he he's one of those actors that I followed his career and really loved what he did. But that specifically, the fact that he wrote it, he directed it, he starred in it, and he, he really transformed and took, you know, such detail in learning how to play the guitar and sing and everything that he did with it, I thought was just masterful. So, you know, I would say the most recent is definitely him. It would be an absolute honor to share the screen with him or work with him at all. That movie that was called A Star is Born? Yes. And that's something he did recently? Yeah, he did it. It was uh, it was last year. 
Okay, cool. I haven't seen that, but I'm gonna have to check it out because I do like Bradley Cooper. Like I, I love him as Rocket Raccoon. That's <laughs> Rocket. Yeah, Rocket. Yeah, Rocket. And like he was in this movie. He was in this movie that not many people know about called Limitless, which yeah, I thought he was fucking movie. amazing in that movie. Oh, I thought it was amazing. I love Limitless. Like, yeah. Weirdly, I I own, like I really like the part of the beginning when he takes the drugs and everything is going great for his life, and then once it starts going downhill, I'm like, all right, whatever. But the yeah. beginning of that movie, I think, is incredible. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I wanted to ask too, Josh, uh, Zach. I almost called you Josh. I don't even know why. What is the, Zach, what is the, what is the craziest thing you've seen go down in filming of a, of a movie? The craziest thing I've seen. Let's, I mean, honestly, it almost, it happened to me. It was pretty crazy. So I was shooting this film called Hell's Where the Home Is, which now it's called uh, Trespassers coming out this summer. And we were shooting this fight scene in a pool. So basically we go from out, uh, outside of the pool to like diving in the pool and it's freezing cold. It's cra- it was crazy scene. And we're trying to like shoot the underwater part of it. And the guy I'm working with is a stunt guy. And so he's like, you know, there's a safe word that if something goes wrong, like just kind of say it. And so we start saying the safe word is heart for whatever reason. That's what he wanted to do. So we get tackled in the pool and we're, we're going after each other. And I like grasp the side of my back as we're going in and so and the pool's freezing so my body almost goes into this like weird shock mode and i start like coming up for water yelling hearts going back down and he doesn't stop and legitimately i was two seconds away from dying like it was it was the craziest thing get out of the water obviously i was okay and everything was fine yeah the entire crew once they knew i was fine thought it was hilarious because I was like heart, heart screaming every time I came out of the water. But I would say that, you know, that that's probably the craziest thing I've seen personally. Firsthand. It's like underwater fight club. (laughs) Oh yeah. It was, it was wild. It was really wild. And I've seen the film now and it actually came, it came out great that scene. So that's all that matters, I guess. But it was, it was pretty crazy. Did they keep any of of the footage from when you were like actually terrified? They can, so I don't think anyone else would know, but I definitely can see there's times where I'm coming out and kind of gasping that you see like a real, this guy needs some air type of gas when he's coming out of water. And that, yes. that was certainly one of those takes for sure. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Very cool. What, um, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm just trying to look at my nose real quick at my, my chicken scratch. <laughs> Well, I see, too, I, I, and you mentioned it, like, you're a husband, uh, and I saw, too, you're a father. How do you juggle, how do you juggle acting with family mm-hmm. life? You know, it's it's interesting. It's one of those things that, obviously, the, the best case scenario is if I'm on a shoot that's not shooting in L.A., which 99% <laughs> of them are not, you know, I try to find, my wife and I figure out something where it's kind of like a two-week rule, whether... I try to come back on a weekend if it's after two weeks or they try to come out. At least she tries to come out and, and visit for a couple of days just so it doesn't go longer than that. Cause it really, you know, once you start getting into months, month and a half, whatever it may be, especially with my son, he's only a year and a half old. So he's yeah. changing so quickly that, you know, we really have to make sure that we, we put the time in face to face. And obviously FaceTime is, is helpful, but not the same as in person. So it's, it's a juggling act, but you know we we knew what we were getting into, you know when we we got into the the gamut of acting, and so it is what it is. Cool, cool. What advice would you give to somebody just starting out at, in acting? 
You know, I would I would say the biggest thing is, is twofold. The first thing is follow your gut. Is that like normally when you're first starting out, almost everything you're offered, anything you read, anyone you talk to, if they offer you a role, you're going to do it no matter what, which at some point is okay. But most of the time when I've done things that I've read and I'm like, I do not think this is good. It's probably going to be horrible, but I'm going to do it because it's a little bit of a paycheck or whatever it may be, and I, I need to get footage I've done it and then it's almost brought me backwards in my career because it wasn't good and I knew it wasn't good from the beginning so I would say you know follow your gut and if you instinctively feel like you know this isn't right for you then then pass on it and then the second thing is is only listen to yourself is you're going to get a lot of outside influence kind of pushing you in different directions or even telling you that you should just quit because it's too hard and there's too many people out there trying to do it and if this is the only thing you can see yourself doing, put your head down and do it because mm. it's worth it once you get there. Cool. And what what do you um what do you draw off of when you act? Like what is who or what is your biggest influence? You know, for me I think a lot of the acting that I draw is is really first hand experience. You know, I think as as actors our biggest kind of gift or, or skill set, I guess, is, is empathy and really being able to like watch the world and try to put yourself in these in other people's shoes. And I think a little bit of the psychology too. Obviously, I've always been interested in kind of why people do the things they do and what makes them tick and and so on and so forth. So I think when I dive into a role, it's really kind of bringing both of those to the forefront is that, you know, do I know a guy like this or am I kind of like this? And if I am or if I have seen that person, what is he wearing? What does he look like? What's his hair look like? All of those physical attributes that then you can work from the outside in is really kind of where I start. Nice. And I saw too, Zach, uh, your original, um, I don't know, uh, your original passion maybe was like football. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily say passion because I feel like the passion was always in the arts. Football was something that, you know, I've, I played since I was a kid and I was, I was good at, I guess. And so I just kept doing it. Um, and I, I liked it, but it was always, it was never something that I really loved. It was always that, you know, I liked the camaraderie of it. I liked kind of getting out there and, and doing the thing and, and competing, but it was that split kind of brain where I was like, all right, I'm, I'm in this group. I'm, I'm doing this thing, but I also kind of want to do that play on Saturday and it wasn't really working out on both sides of the coin. And so I did it and I followed that. But once, once I got hurt and stopped, it really was almost a, a relief. I wasn't, I wasn't upset at all. It was almost like a freedom to say, okay, you know, go do what you want to do now. That's cool. And I saw, yeah, like I, I was going to mention too, I saw you got hurt and I feel like that happens to a lot of like, Ah, people in like high school like situations with, yeah. or college situations with like sports like a lot of a lot of injuries ha happen I, we've had a couple buddies just wor working with that yeah they've had surgeries or just kind of just yeah they're, they're done they're done yeah i mean it's almost it's almost the anomaly when people don't get injured i mean that's a, i would you know any of my buddies that have you know continued to play through college and you know so on and so forth all of them almost i can't think of one that hasn't had some sort of surgery whether it be minor or concussion issues or something like that i mean it's you know it's a tough tough sport to play where you're constantly hitting constantly you know doing rough activity and you know it, it's wear and tear on the body yeah absolutely 
Zach, thank you so much for talking to us, dude. It's been it's been a pleasure. No, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you guys for the time. It's been a pleasure on my end as well. Where can everybody find you? Uh, so on Instagram, it's underscore Zach Avery. So it's Z-A-C-H-A-V-E-R-Y. Awesome, man. Thank you, brother. All right. Thanks, guys. Have, Have a good, good one. one, man. Have a good one. Cool. Slambo, are you ready for politics? Ooh, politics. is Slambo oh, going to do God. some politics? I'm He's going to do all the politics. I'm excited. With a hammer and a fucking <laughs> bunch of electronics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, guys, we'll be back with some Slambo politics. With some slum. <laughs> Slumovich? What is, what is what's Slambo politics? Slam politics. 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 Slam We'll be back with some slam politics. And here's some sauce at soy sauce sound. Soy sauce sound dot com. Listen. This is the Slam Bikini himself, baby. And if you're a listener of the Robin Slim Show, then I'm sure you're a fan of Sauces Matisse. We open lots of our best shows with his songs. But don't wait to hear his music's just on our show, baby. Go to SoySauceSound.com and listen all the time. With 10 albums for free or of little charge. With the option of purchasing for a donation. Almost 100 songs so far. New music is constantly dropping. You'd have to be a real piece of shit not to. He has killer tracks like Only Sometimes. Sometimes too, My music doesn't make a lot of moolah sense Nuh-uh. Because I'm a dash of Adam Driver makes it coupon set Matt's a dapper dude dashing but I'm poop on mess Ew. Give me a beat, give me a pen and a pattern then who got next? Me, you got teeth coming after you like you was a nest I never deceive when I'm rapping, I'ma do it for next Ooh. I cannot believe what some veterans would do for a check Because I'm a beast and I'm better but I'm goofy as that Nerd Punk What's my pitch to be an internet sensation? I call these godly marketers six internet sensation Cause it's data and it's dedicated, intricate and patient But with every waking day I strain to pick up with the patient Every time I'm feeling like the slightest hint of doubt I just keep on fucking writing so my light don't fizzle out And expectations your expectations. You go to work after ain't nobody heard that ain't, ain't nobody yearn for you rapping any words. That ain't worry cause you're sure that a rapper spitting verses is perfect as you have is deserving of a sure passion. Yeah. Oh. It's the entitlement and attitude. Look, everybody gotta pat you on the back, but alas, you're a hack and you're whack, so you have to lower your expectations. So what are you waiting for, baby? Go to soysawsound.com and start listening today. Yeah! yeah. He just stopped. <laughs> what are you doing? No, go. Home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was about to be like, you asked for it. <laughs> uh, I, I love to like, is that crazy uh, slimy where it's his uh, hat backwards? Like you switched it to backwards, put the sunglasses I, on. When I put these glasses on, I'm crazy slimy. He doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He doesn't. It doesn't. Smash something, bro. Did you get some beer? Yeah, it's a bottle. You gave me a Heineken. It's a bottom (laughs) honey. Hold on, let me open you a bottom honey. I I think it's Twist Top. No, they're not Twist Top. Oh, alright, they're fancy. Yeah, sorry about that. They're not Twist Top. They're slammy. (laughs) They're slam. (laughs) What else would you like? Slammy kids. What in your future would you like to break, Slambo? Did you have fun breaking all that oh, shit? Man. Um, I want to break something. 
Edible? Like, something that will just, like, go, just, just, just destroy, completely just get destroyed. Yeah. That's what I thought the TV would do if you got through the screen. It yeah, would just yeah. blast out. I think you should take another hack. <laughs> I, I like the glass. The, the glass candle was pretty cool. What did, <laughs> the candle, because it, it had like double value. You could you could you could uh, break it. Like, he doesn't sometimes. know what to do. You with could break it and burn it. It's <laughs> you could fire in you the mix. You could break it, burn it, and then break it again. I mean, it's and then burn it. Could you burn it after it's broke? You could. You could. Why didn't you? Uh, I, I, I don't think Slim would appreciate me starting a fire. Uh, hey, man, season finale. We got to yeah. do it up. I don't care. You just got glass all over my house. You got a glass shard in your arm. Like, let's do it up. How's your fire. Oh, it's fine. I got healed yeah, up. I He's got like these, fucking Wolverine, I got man. These little nicks all over my. Uh, oh, you do there, have little you know, nicks all over your I fucking mean, shin. They, they <laughs> could be He's, just got, He's just got glass shards in his they shin. They could be from they like, pictures of this. They could be from sticker bushes at work, but I mean, they might even could be, be what bushes? That's raises. The sticker bushes. Okay, raises at the end. The maker bushes. No, but I mean, pretty soon, soon it'll be pretty soon. racist against uh, it'll race thorny plants soon too. The horny plants. <laughs> horny plants will when will they will? They might have had their way with me earlier. Ooh. Before I came here, that that's what held me up actually. Held, H E L L E D. Yeah, held, H E L E D. Did you see Kick Ass too? I did. All right, Slim did didn't because he's a jackass. Yeah. I did like it a lot. You, you like did it? like no, it, or no, you I didn't? said I did I, like. Oh, it. okay. Yeah, I didn't like the comic, so I didn't bother with the film. But when the uh, trailer first came out, like I thought it was gonna be corny, but I still, I still got it on DVD. It's so good, so good. The Jim Carrey that was probably like one of the better movies. He's fucking sunglasses. He had made. <laughs> Sorry. It it was good because it wasn't Jim Carrey. Like you weren't yeah. getting Jim Carrey. Yeah. Uh same with John Leguizamo. Like you, I don't know. He wasn't corny. He was good. He was good in that shit. Um, did you like love it? Yeah, I. I you should. I, I, I loved both those movies. Yeah, yes, I yeah, really yeah. enjoyed them. Have you seen anything else since we've been gone? Have I seen anything else? I watched this movie called uh, No Country for Old Men the other day. You've never seen that? Never I seen actually it. never seen that. Yeah. So good. Dude, it was, it was fucking bad. That dude was scary, man. So fucking, good. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't even, like, you gotta watch it. I heard it. the book's, like, really good, too. Yeah. Did you ever see Gran Torino? A while ago. I only saw uh, the I've never seen that. I only That's saw the amazing, end of it, too. What? Yeah, I saw the end of it. Like literally, I walked yeah. in. My friend was wa- my roommate, was jerking off. Him. He was jerking off. He's ah, oh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, money Clint shot. And, and I'm like, don't. <laughs> and I'm like, don't do that. You're like Dylan. Why'd you move? <laughs> Why did you, you move with me? <laughs> but he was badass in that movie. He was good. <laughs> so seeing that money shot scene. Though. That was a good movie. Watch the whole thing, not just. The ending. <laughs> I catch the beginning or the end of stuff. <laughs> catch There's the bottom. Five minutes to the middle. What is the most awkward? What's the most awkward movie you walked in on your friend with? Ooh. Oh. 
Usually it's some kind of weird anime. <laughs> I think it's tranny porn. Weird <laughs> fucking anime. Kind of anime. Like, like the type where there's like some asshole dude. Identical. And he's got no balls and then he's got a bunch of women that like him and there's just like boobs everywhere. Like it's one of those. Remember our, we had a one, uh, yeah. we had one buddy, a uh, sweeter who um, <laughs> sweeter yeah. who like the animes he would watch he had this one anime he was into called colorful and it was like 20 30 minutes and it was just like they would just zoom in, zoom in on like sweaty anime and, boobs and never... or sweaty anime there was no plot no story it yeah, was just like ah oh, here's a sweaty and, anime ass here's a sweaty anime boobs they're never translated either they're always <laughs> no. like translated that, to what that one didn't even have any dialogue like, i'm pretty sure it was just shots of like English. sweaty anime boobs <laughs> <laughs> what was the plot it's sweaty was anime boobs no plot <laughs> that was the plot crap <laughs> crappy bullshit but i did love one punch man i, I still haven't one finished punch it man, it's good was it? I loved it. <laughs> Slambo and I once, when I was uh, younger, when I was in my teenage years, I had found a um, a DVD in my uh, my stepfather's room, my mother and stepfather's room, and I was like, "Yo, you you gotta watch this with me." And so it was just <laughs> we put it in, and we skipped to these two lesbians licking each other on a pool table. Oh, it was. Like, it was <laughs> So me, Slimo, yeah, uh, and like our buddy Spaz, like just sat around and watched these two <laughs> lesbians like like at each other on a pool table. <laughs> you remember that? I kind of remember that. Yeah. Because I remember. I, I was just like, dude, you gotta you gotta watch this movie. With like, me. You guys gotta watch this awesome movie. I'm pretty sure we watched the entire scene. Do you want to call Wawa and tell them about it? We should. <laughs> crazy slimy should try to like what would crazy slimy do like maybe you should try to like discourage the competition right because you're yeah. like trying to sell shit so you should try to like yeah, get other yeah. people to stop selling shit like what uh, what's wala. a good place yeah wala like you don't want them selling hoagies because you have vintage hoagies crazy slimy's discount hoagies yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly and you have to tell them why they gotta like Stop it's trying to compete It's a Slamborini sandwich, baby! <laughs> Slamborini? <laughs> um, uh, 609. Well, okay, let me call. 296. Uh, let's see. 609-296. And vending machines. You have your own vending machines. <laughs> 6995. You have your own Six, vending machines. Nine. Five, okay. nine, okay? You have right, machines. Right, you just have to tell them why they, like, they gotta quit. You're gonna you're put better. them out of business because yeah. you got vending machine ho with hoagies, sandwiches, <laughs> and pickles. You can get all the toppings and condiments you want. What? The number you dialed no. is not in service. 609. Alright, let me try it again. 296. Six nine nine five. Please hold while I try to connect you. Please try harder. Hello, oh, this... 497, Aaron speaking. 
Hello, this is uh, Crazy Slammy. Sla sa submarine sandwich shop, baby. Yeah, I'm not with you, bro. <laughs> she didn't even want to talk to Crazy Slammy. <laughs> Hold on, I got another one. Okay. This no. is uh, 609. 607. 2233. Barney Gilbaba, 8309. Tiffany speaking. How can I help you? Hey, I, I was just going to put you on uh, with my business so partner real quick. Hey, my name's Crazy Slammy. And I, I'm telling you, you got to stop selling your sandwiches because my sandwiches. Oh, God. <laughs> I got it. I don't know why nobody wants to talk to Crazy Slammy. He seems like a legitimate businessman to me. I think Ron comes on and wants to know about their sandwiches. Then Crazy comes on. Later. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. 609. Okay, 609. 978-978. 4153. 41. Yeah, Slammy has. Uh, Ronnie has a lot of questions about condiments. And... Please hold while I try to connect you. Urinals. Urinals. Yeah. Definitely ask if they have urinals. Thank you for calling Wawa 994. This is Rob. Hi, y'all. This is. Uh, my name's Ronnie. And I'm just. Uh, I'm just driving around and I'm wondering. I'm, I'm coming up on your Wawa. And I was just wondering if you guys got urinals in your Wawa. Yes, we do. Oh, that's 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 really great to hear, cause uh, I really got to take a piss. Um, also, what what kind of condiments do you guys carry for your subs? I was just you know wondering, cause I'm, I might get a sub when I'm done taking piss. I I can't hear you. You're breaking up. I, I, I'm, I was saying, what kind of condiments do uh, you have for your subs? Because uh, I might just want to, you know, stop and get a sub no. after I take a piss. But I, I didn't know whether, uh, I didn't know whether, um, you know, you had what I lacked or not. Like, I like a little mayonnaise on my ham and turkey, if, if, if you know what I mean. And do you guys use Hellman's or, or do you guys use uh, Miracle Whip? Because I don't like that Miracle Whip shit. That stuff's just terrible. Give me the gas. We have both. Okay, good. How do you do it? Now, now, what about your, um, what about yours, uh, the, uh, the horseradish that you guys use? Um, is it creamy or is it spicy? It's a little horse. It's a little horse. Now, now, if I rub it on my boss, will it will it clear, will it clear the uh, the syphilis legions? Probably. Mm. Well, there's a dress. That's really good because uh, my friend Frankie here, he he might. Where's my he just, buddy, the dress? You got yeah, I was gonna put him on because he he might. Yeah, what up, Wawa guy? I got the Yeah, I'm the dress. I'm a famous and that rapper. Yo, what up? I wrote a song just for Wawa and I want to premiere it on this phone call right now. Is that cool with you? Sure. Yeah, I have to go.
Yo wah wah. Yo wah. Why wah wah? Yeah, I'll tell you why wah wah. Because wah wah has fresh bread. It's the freshest bread you'll ever have, and they have Italian subs. You ever get an Italian sub from a wah wah? No, you haven't. How the fuck did you never get an Italian sub from a wah wah? You don't have fucking wah wahs by you? Where the fuck do you live? Antarctica? Get the fuck out of Antarctica and move somewhere where there's a Wawa's so you can get yourself a Wawa Italian top. It's the best. You know what I like? Do you know what I like? Yeah. Do you know what I like? Yeah. I like my Italian hoagie with fucking extra mayo, extra oil, extra vinegar, and fucking sprinkle some oregano on that shit. Yeah, that's the fucking best. It's the best in the world, and when you bite into it, it's like a fucking orgasm. It's like, it's like another guy fucking you in the ass. It tastes just like that. Like when you bite into that fucking Italian sub, it feels the same way as a dick. A really hard dick in your ass feels when it fucking comes. Yeah, that's why you gotta eat Wawa subs. They're fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think of that? <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> you liked it. <laughs> Six oh nine. Okay. <laughs> nine seven eight. Uh, six oh nine, six oh nine. I wanted to be crazy, Sammy. Nine, seven, eight, forty-one, fifty. Forty-one, fifty. What is this? Another wall? Another wall. All right, crazy, Sammy. Ready? <laughs> you have discount subs. Yeah. You better be ready. You gotta do. You have to like. Ronnie's gotta warm them up. Yeah. And then crazy, Sammy's gotta like really like. You need to get this person to be like, you're right. Crazy Slammies is way better than Wawa. He's Bob got Wawa. discount subs. Yeah. <laughs> gonna... He's got horseradish. <laughs> wherever you want it. Okay. And Driz will trouble it. Yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Please hold while I try to connect you. Maybe like McDonald's. Two. Wawa 935, this is Tim. Hey, y'all. Um, I was just uh, wondering if uh, I could put my business associate on real quick. He's, uh, he's got something he wants to wants to ask you. I'm, I'm just going to put him on real quick. Give me that. Hey, y'all. I'm crazy slammy. And I'm here to tell you that I'm going to put your Wawa out of business. Because I got the discount subs, baby. Discount subs. We got we got horseradish that cures syphilis. The Wawa is just not a. They don't want to compete with you, crazy slammy. You can't compete with subs this delicious. They're thirty foot long, baby. McDonald's customer service. One eight hundred. One two eight hundred. Oh wait, hold on. One eight hundred two four four. Four four six two two seven. McDonald's gave you the shit. Two but you're seven. McSlambos won't. <laughs> McSlambos. Thank you for calling McDonald's. Our customer service center is currently closed. What? Oh, we are normally well, open Monday to Saturday McDonald's. from seven. 
All McDonald's right. near me. McDonald's burger. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? McDonald's. Oh, it's shop at Crazy Soyamese Discount Subs. <laughs> yeah, you! <laughs> you want me over, Crazy Soyamese? Fuck Wawa. <laughs> no. Wawa's okay. Well, the Drizz did say it's like getting a dick in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that guy loved that song. Yeah. <laughs> McDonald's Manhattan. Gotta have a Wawa. <laughs> 212. Two. Two. Four six three. Four six three. Ninety four ninety five. That's two consecutive nineties. <laughs> it's instantly going to Hey, y'all. I'm just going to put my uh, business partner on real quick. Say it again? I'm just going to put my business partner on real quick. He's my business partner. What are you looking for? Hold on. He's going to tell you. Hey, good evening, y'all. This is Crazy Slammies. Discount you Burger Shack, baby. Listen, listen, listen. You don't have anything to do. You get cough. Yes, I can, baby, because I'm going to put your, bur your greasy McDonald's burgers out of business, baby. We got Drizzle B condiments, too. Yeah, yeah. What about the McSlammer? Oh, no, he had hung up, dude. He was still on. No, he like, wasn't. You had him and you he lost him. Yeah, he, he was waiting, and you disappointed him. <laughs> two, one, two. Okay, we're still going. Seven three six. Two one two seven three six. Seventy eight ninety. And you better wow this guy. You better wow him with your McSlambos. You gotta bring out all the characters. You gotta have McFlurries. With five wise. <laughs> Hello, this is uh, Mick Slambos, and we're just calling to tell you that we're coming to your town, and we're going to outsell your burgers. We're going to fuck your burgers. We, we don't fucking like your burgers. We're going to fucking take your burgers. We're going to take your burgers all the way. To the home Till we place. eat them, and then we shit them out our buttholes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'll make drizzle, and I'm going to condiment all over the Mick drizzle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should I go? Oh, there we go. This is Slim Celebrity Gossip and News. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. What's going on, guys? This is Slim, and I have some celebrity news and gossip for you tonight. North Korean leader's slain half-brother was a CIA informant. He was a rat. Ah. 
Kim Young Nam, <laughs> Nam uh, the half brother of North Korean leader Kim Young Un, who was killed in Malaysia in 2017, Whoa. had been an informant for the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency. The Wall Street Journal reported on Monday. So it's crazy, Sammy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy Slimy, has you have you been a porn man on us? <laughs> what were you? Kim Young Slammy's baby. No, the journal cited <laughs> an unnamed person uh, knowledgeable about the matter for the report and said many details of Kim Young Nam's relationship with the CIA remained unclear. He looks cooler than that. Rudders could not independently. <laughs> Rudders. Oh, wait, we got a call. Hey, how are you? It's Jim Perry, just calling in. Good, how you doing, Jim? I'm good, how are you? Good, good. Jim Perry, the cop comic. Yeah, we on the air already? Yeah, we're on. We were just we were just uh, making fun of our co-host. So you can oh, you can gotcha. make fun of him. He's <laughs> Yeah, nice. <laughs> I'm, afraid, I'm hoping he won't make fun of me too much. I hope not. He's kind of burly and uh, belligerent, but we're going to keep him at bay. <laughs> Jim, you are a former oh, okay. police officer and a comic, correct? Correct. How long were you a police officer for? So um, I was a police officer in Illinois about 10 years and um, got injured. And then just try to re, you know, re-identify myself and recreate myself. And I've always liked comedy, mm-hmm. so I decided to become a comedian. I started doing some mics, and it worked out. And I was doing like theater and improv and stuff before that for fun, and it was just a easy fit for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, with the public and all the crazy stories that come up over the years, it's it's it would be just a sin to keep that to myself and not share it. With the <laughs> Can you tell us what your injury was? Yeah, I actually, I wish I had a nice, uh, courageous story for you, but uh, it was twofold. Um, I got a call to an IHOP restaurant, and it was a burglary call at like 3 in the morning. And uh, walk in, and we're looking for a burglary because the alarm went off. And I actually slipped on bacon grease. And, uh, yeah, the cop that sleeps on, slips on bacon grease. I, I haven't lived that one down yet. So, yeah. You're a hero in my book because I'm not yeah. going, I'm not going to an IHOP at 3 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't wow. My jokes haven't stopped and I messed up my shoulder and then like, oh. I don't know about, yeah, about two months later, I volunteered for that taser, you know, the taser training. Um, so we did a training, and um, when they tase me, uh, the first part of that story is I didn't get the memo that you shouldn't eat Taco Bell right before that training. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, cheesy gordita crunch all over the floor. Um, but, I like that you were know, like, a- I will not go down as the cop that slipped on bacon grease. Tase me, motherfuckers. Tase me. That's the only way I'm yeah. going out. That's the only way I'm going out. But, uh, <laughs> but the gordita, the gordita cheesy crunch joke, that's a shitty joke. I probably shouldn't say that one. <laughs> so when they tased me, um, they were holding my arms and they didn't want me to like fall on my face. But what happened in all reality, jokes aside, is they didn't allow my arm to move and it tore up my shoulder. 
So if you have a bad shoulder and can't jump a fence, you can't be a cop. So um, I had to kind of re-identify myself from that. But it's all good. I like this. It's a lot better, and it's, it's cool. It's all good. Especially nowadays, it's it, that's a tough job, at least in my opinion. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah, it's, it's a tough time to be a cop. I'm curious, though. You said yeah. if you can't jump a fence, you can't be a cop. Is that something they tell you, like, you have to be able to jump a fence? Because I don't care how fit you are. Well, it's still kind of hard to jump a fence. <laughs> yeah, believe me, I've worked with quite a few that have had way too many donuts. Uh, I get that. But uh, <laughs> you're, you're supposed to have the ability or at least uh, some kind of effort to, to climb it. But I, I, I literally can't tweak my arm in that way so yeah. i mean i could still jerk off i'm fine with that that's so, good that's I'm, good I'm fine. but uh <laughs> but the fence is just too much yeah. was it, when you motivated. when you told the police and force you've that married, uh, yeah when you've been married 25 years you're motivated to jerk off so that that hand movement just <laughs> i was gonna say when you told the police force like hey i can still jerk off or they just like oh we got enough masturbators <laughs> <laughs> we have enough chronic <laughs> yeah. masturbators yeah, they got a, enough guys jerking off and doing Boston cream all over the place. It's up here. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Jim, what the craziest call you responded to. I was I was assuming it was the IHOP call. We don't have enough time. Um, my God. Uh, we got all so night, Jim. A lot Jim. of these calls. Yeah, I mean, I actually handled, I mean, this sounds like a bit, but it's true. I handled a orgy in progress one time. <laughs> and... Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like totally excited. I'm like in my 20s at the time. I'm thinking like girls pulling their hair, tickle fights. I mean, I'm thrilled. Yeah. And then I pull in the, I pull in the subdivision, and it's Sunny Slope Retirement Center. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And. Uh, regardless like half the police department shows up because they're a bunch of perverts and we go in the call and everything that you think it would be it was i mean gravity had taken full effect on that call you got like ball sweeping the floor boobs sweeping the floor medical necklaces all over the fucking place it was insane and then the craziest part of that call and where i got upset was i it was a sofa table that was next to the door that we walk in. And I put my hand in the sofa table to kind of address and talk with everybody, but I kind of leaned on the sofa table. And my hand, I don't know what I put it in, but it, it either was like KY jelly or old man DNA. I don't fucking know. And I freak out and I slipped and I fell on my ass in the car. And I and I got all pissed off. And at first, I was just gonna be like, "Guys, you need to close your drapes. You know, you need to keep it down." The neighbors are complaining. I got so mad because I embarrassed myself and fell. I was like, "That's it. They're fucking orgy. Bingo game gone wild. Call. It's over. It's done. Everybody go home." <laughs> so that was probably my most embarrassing and most insane call. Um, but yeah, that that definitely is up on the charts there. <laughs> oh my god! I was gonna ask you. Too, Jim, what was your favorite part of being a cop? Oh, uh, I have to pick a favorite part, huh? Um, probably, <laughs> well, at least. probably the free, probably the free food at times. Is that bad to say or admit? No. Um, that's probably about it. <laughs> that would be my, that would be my favorite part of anything. Free food. 
<laughs> yeah, I think the funny part, you know, now I'm not uh, I'm not obligated to worry about what the police department thinks because I'm not on there anymore. But I think what was funny for my ego, if I'm being honest, is, you know, I wasn't that popular with the girls in high school. And what was funny was in my 20s, when you have a police uniform and you pull over a pretty girl, all of a sudden, you know, they flirt with you and you think you're all that. And the reality <laughs> is they just want to get out of a ticket. It yeah. has nothing to do with me. But when you're 22 and young and stupid, you, you think, oh, wow, maybe I'm actually good looking. No, it has nothing to do with that. So, and then as I got... As I got older, if they were ugly, you know, if they were balding or booger in their nose, I, I let them out of a ticket because those were the girls always getting tickets, so I just let them out of a the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, how long, like, did you start comedy when you were still a cop? Well, you know what? I was doing um, stuff in the community, like improv and theater and performing in some capacity as a hobby, but... Um, Unfortunately, with a lot of the police departments, not all of them, but with a lot of them, they're very strict in what you're allowed to say off of duty. Yes. So I wasn't really allowed to share um, any type of material that was cop-related because I was doing the job. So once I got off the job, it's just it, there's just a plethora of stories to share. And, I mean, I think of all the crazy traffic stops and everything. And, you know, the whole cop comic thing is great for branding. Um, I try yes. not to say that on stage. It's too hacky. <laughs> but, uh, it, but for branding on the Internet, it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but, yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't know if I answered your question. but No, yeah, I, I, love, I love the branding aspect of it. I, I think that's a great a great spin on it. And I love your YouTube channel. Um, I wanted to ask, do you still work? Oh, did you with... watch some of it? I did. Yeah. I did. Do you, do you still work with like a law enforcement, um, uh, at all in it? Cause you have the cop car and all. Oh, well, all of that is on location. So, um, I'm not doing police work in any capacity at all anymore. I'm, I'm totally doing comedy. Okay. Um, but believe it or not, if you're on a set and you have proper permits and stuff that you're allowed to, um, rent police cars. And if you notice the cars that I use in those sketches are not, uh, identified in any way. And the uniforms that we wear are generic, but they're yes. a lot of fun. Yeah. That sketch series, believe it or not, if I can plug myself a little bit, um, Absolutely. yeah, if your listeners, if they want to subscribe to the cop comic comedy channel, but we're turning that into a movie and, uh, we're wow. going to be filming that this fall. It got picked up by uh, a studio, um, two weeks ago. So yes. we're real excited. They're going to let me uh, be in it and I'm excited. Cool, cause yeah, it 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 reminds me a lot of like the old Reno nine one one episodes. <laughs> like it's very reminiscent of yeah, yeah. just some funny cop comedy. Yeah, I uh, I'm a huge Super Troopers fan. I think I, it, I think uh, it may have a little bit of a Super Troopers vibe, but nice. uh, yeah, I mean I I like that. I mean, there's there's other guys that are cops and comics, and a lot of their stuff is very clean, and they're funny guys. But I like mm. the kind of the twisted part of it and uh i just think it's more fun <laughs> so. i was gonna ask too like you, you got the guy that like fakes a seizure when you pull him over like how did you connect with that that guy? shit really happens man <laughs> that a lot of that stuff yeah so i'll tell you that story all the, the a lot of those sketches you see i mean obviously they're a bit exaggerated for comedy yeah. but they're based on real shit that happens so we had this guy we had this guy we pulled over, it seemed like all the time, and we referred to him as Larry the Shaken Baker. And every time we pulled this guy over, he'd be speeding, he'd say, uh, yeah, I'm, ha I'm diabetic, I'm having a seizure, um, I, I need to speed or I'm going to uh, pass out or whatever. 
And believe me, I have empathy for people that have seizure disorders, but this guy was just full of shit. <laughs> so as soon as, sooner, sure enough, we pull him over one day going 65 miles an hour in a 15-mile-an-hour school zone. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, man, I go, you're getting a ticket today. And he's like, oh, I'm about to have a seizure. I have to get home. I go, I don't, I don't care. I said, oh, I'll call you an ambulance, but you're getting a ticket. Yeah. So I go to walk back to my car, and sure enough, he falls out of the car. And before he falls out of the car, he stops. He looks both ways to make sure traffic is clear. <laughs> and then he falls on the ground and starts seizuring. And I'm oh my that guy, God. and I'm like, are you fucking serious? And then he stops mid-seizure, and he looks both ways again to make sure traffic is clear, and he goes back to seizure salivating on the ground. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. He, he has a lot of control over his seizures. I hope, like. I hope he's yeah. still caught that yeah, ambulance. Right? So, yeah, so while he's doing his Harlem Shake, I'm like, I literally write his ticket, and ironically, I had lunch at Little Caesars Pizza, and I still have that comedy mind back then, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give him a fucking ticket and a Little Caesars Pizza coupon, and I'm like, fuck you, your, your court date next Jesus. month. <laughs> yeah. That's but something that you really came up with. I know it's really... a sketch I did, but that, oh. that's, a, that's based on a real guy. That's even that's better. Amazing. That's even better when it's, yeah, when it's something like that. That's amazing, dude. I was going to ask you too, Jim, our intern here, the Lamborghini, he gets pulled over a lot. He's kind of like a hoodlum. Yeah. And I want to ask you, <laughs> I want to ask you what advice you would give him to not get pulled over so much. He He's a burly, like, hoodlum of, of a fellow. He looks like an Arab cosplay. No, <laughs> he, a little bit, a little bit. He, he's a he bad. hothead too? You, you like pot? Yes, he's, bit, a, I, he's I delved into the pot, Jim, I think. Yeah, I, I don't do it, like, into the pot, all yeah. the time, you know. And I don't do <laughs> it well, the first... pot. And I don't do it while I'm driving, if I have to drive. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I, I'm responsible. Like, he that, doesn't right? do it while I'm driving. Well, um, my first bit of advice, if it's that bad, you need to start Ubering and lifting, it sounds like. <laughs> so, um, I pulled over a guy one time, um he was a big pothead and he was going like 10 miles an hour on the freeway. And, uh, I'm like, bro, what, what the fuck? What are you doing? And he's like, that's the speed limit, man. And I'm like, no dude, that's a highway sign. I 10, the speed limit 65 miles an hour. <laughs> so these people are driving. So yeah, yes. I would encourage, uh, do what you got to do or, or start lifting. But you know what, like, with with uh, Slambo over here, it's not even just when he's driving. Like, when we were young and we would walk around town a lot, he would constantly yeah. get stopped by cops and they would be searching him for weapons. He got pulled over by a cop yeah. once and the cop was like, I know you have a weapon on yeah, you. Yeah, like, straight up. <laughs> I think it's a long beard, Jim. He's got, like, a long... No, no, that's when I was, like, a beardless beard. boy, too, man. Oh, you were you didn't always have the beard. I, I, I don't even face. know. I don't even know anymore with you, Slambo. <laughs> it sounds like he's been he's getting profiled it sounds like <laughs> oh my god he wants actually it, it wasn't it was like a year ago where we dropped off rob and he was driving back and he got pulled over by these cops who swore he was on heroin because yeah. his eyes were dilated and wow. i'm like dude this guy has oh, never geez. done a drug in his life i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we all have to admit there's, you know, there's cops that are uh, anxious to kind of pick on people. I wasn't one of those guys. I was the guy that back in the day when pot was considered so illegal, I, I would flush your pot or, or tell you to get rid of it. But yeah. there are guys that make way too big of a deal out of stuff. But we're not all bad. We're not all bad. Yeah, absolutely. I want to ask you too, Jim, uh, do, you, do you have a book you're, you're working on? Well, I wrote a screenplay, and uh, that screenplay is the one that's going into production um, this fall. Okay. Um, we had talks about it becoming a book, but it's it's going to uh, be a movie now. Cool. So I'm really hoping that that goes, uh, you know, I, and then you hope after you do it that it gets distributed and there's a whole realm of uh, hope for that. So we'll see what yeah. happens, I, I'm hoping. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, and I, uh, what a what, what, performing comedy, uh, how often do you do that? Um, I'm probably, I probably do about five to seven mics a week. And then oh. I probably do three or four shows a month. And mics meaning like open mics, you know, just to kind of work out material. Yeah. And then I try to do shows where I'm either opening up or, or, or featuring in some way three or four times a month. I just opened up for, uh, Adam Fiera in Burbank, uh, California, like a few weeks ago. He's a really nice guy. I don't know if you guys know who that is. He was in uh, Rescue Me, um, but really, really good guy. And then I met Conan O'Brien a couple weeks ago. Um, wow. Not that I wasn't on a show or anything, but I met him, and he was really nice. That motherfucker's tall, though. My God, I feel like <laughs> yeah, a he's huge. Really? I've heard. I've heard he's like, well, he's like seven like foot? Se- almost seven feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's a really nice guy, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I try to get on stage as much as I can, and uh, I really enjoy it. And uh, if it turns into something that's even bigger than uh, what it already has, it, it that'd be really cool. Cool. And who are some of your favorite comedians? You know, I'm more I I like more simple stuff. I mean, guys, you know, the cool comedians will tell you George Carlin and stuff like that. And I I'm more simple. I like like Jim Gaffigan and uh, <laughs> yeah, Gaffigan. I mean I really think he's his hot pocket bit. I just think is brilliant. <laughs> and Seinfeld I think is great. Yeah. I like the more simple comedy, but that doesn't mean that I'm not a fan of like Jim Brewer or Joe Rogan. Um, but I mean, uh, you know, when I was a kid in the eighties, I loved Eddie Murphy. Um, but, uh, Robin Williams was a genius. So I, it's hard to answer that. I mean, there's so many different types of comedy. Um, it's like music. I mean, I like everything and it's just a different perspective. Um, but yeah, it's, that's a hard thing to answer. Robin Williams, he really used to just transform into whatever he was like, whatever he had to. Yeah. It was so funny. So good. Oh, he was amazing. When I, you know, when I heard about, you know, that he decided to take his life, it's, you know, you see a lot of that in comedy. You see a lot of guys that are suffering from depression and stuff, but yes. I'm one that feels like, you know, we all have, if you agree or not, we all have some type of uh, hurt habit or hang up. And it's just a matter of how we go about life to deal with that or admit it and get out of denial and treat that. Yes. And, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that we see as geniuses in the comedy field or in the entertainment industry and off stage they're they're pretty broken and and sometimes they get so busy in their work that they don't seek that help that they need for themselves so god bless him and his family but as far as his comedy i i feel he was a genius i was gonna ask too jim on a lighter note i saw i heard you say that your wife doesn't like donuts does that cause a problem oh yeah 
Yeah, fuck her. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, so my my favorite donut, I I was like, how do you marry a cop and not like donuts? And I I told her one time, I I, I dined her out on stage one time, and I said, my favorite donut is the Boston cream donut. And then um, I I go right after that, I go, uh, but I know, baby, you love the Irish cream. And uh, (laughs) she was... She was mortified. Now, oh, she was in the audience. Yeah, now I'm masturbating more than ever. I, I, the best game do, in our bedroom is. Do you still so you still go it. back to that joke every now and then, or did you cut out of your act? What's that? The donut joke? Yeah. yeah. Do you cut that out of your act, or do you still use it every now and then? Uh, if she's in the audience, I always fuck with her. So yeah, if she's in the audience, definitely. Yeah, yeah, That's but yeah. Um, a lot of people think I'm full of it, but my the the one bit that I have that's funny is uh, my wife's name with this home automation and stuff. My wife's real name is Alexa, so you know <laughs> nowadays that fucking name sucks. <laughs> and then, so I wrote so I wrote this joke. I wrote the you know I was in the bedroom with my wife. Her name's Alexa. Blah blah blah. And I was like, Alexa, you're making me hot. And the fucking air conditioning turned on. And that was uh, a. <laughs> And then the other tag on that joke is uh, another time I was like, Alexa, that feels good. Up and down, up and down, sweetheart. And then the neighbor calls and he's like, "Uh, Jim, your garage door is opening and closing. closing." (laughs) So that's the bit. And believe it or not, I posted that online and it it, it went viral a little bit and got me kind of noticed. But but she's pretty supportive. She's more supportive, believe it or not, of the comedy than she was the police department. Um, you know, she, as any wife would be worried and stuff when I went out to work. So she likes that it's, it's all fun and games and, and jokes. And she enjoys mm. this, this portion of her life, I think much more than worrying if I was going to come home at night. So, That's great. Um, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I was going to ask and, you, Jim. She, yeah, as far as food, she's all into that organic bullshit. <laughs> I'm a cheeseburger and soda guy. She <laughs> likes the cow. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask Jim, um, as far as like the social climate in the country too, as far as like marketing yourself or branding yourself as a cop comic, do you ever get like negative yeah. negative feedback or, or people coming at you for that? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people and I, I get it. I mean, there's been times that I've not been thrilled with the police department. I mean, I've gotten tickets and stuff before, but I think... I think if people look at it in a, in an honest way, I mean, I don't care if you're delivering mail or if you're a telemarketer, there's an asshole at your, your workplace, no matter what. And yes. we're not all bad. And sometimes they take that bad experience and just attach it to mm. once they see cop. But a lot of times if they come out and they visit with me or we talk or they see my act, you know, they know that I'm not that guy. Ironically, I would encourage you and challenge you guys to Google a name called Eddie Hicks. Eddie Hicks is the name, and he was a corrupt police officer, and uh, I just got a federal subpoena to testify against him. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not one of the bad guys. I've testified mm. against uh, crooked police. Wow. Um, and then the joke I make about the whole black and white thing, you know, you do have um, – the whole black lives matter and the blue lives matter movements that kind of fight each other. Um, so I made a joke out of that. Uh, The joke I made was, uh, it's impossible for me to be racist because I had one of those 23 and me tests. Um, results came back. I'm 99.7% Irish 0.3% 
South African. And uh, believe it or not, I get a good laugh on it. And uh, it, it's it's just a way to connect and let them know that I'm a real person. Too. Yes, yeah. Well, that's why, like, just from watching your watching your videos and all, I could tell you're all about the comedy. You're a good guy. All around. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. And then, um, you know, and a lot of the people that you see in the sketches, they're all comics too. So mm-hmm. they know my heart, and that's and that's what matters. Yeah. So I have a very important question. You said your favorite donut is yeah, the uh, Boston cream donut. Do all cops? And I had two of those today. That's awesome. <laughs> I Dude, swear to Jesus, I did. So, so we already know that enjoying jo- donuts as a cop is a stereotype. Do they have? Do they all yeah. float to the uh, Boston cream donut, or Ooh. is it? Is it different? We're like, yeah. No, I I don't think we're prejudiced with donuts. I don't think it matters. I when I was. When I was young, I ate all kinds of donuts. As I'm getting older, I'm I, I, I prefer more gluten-free donuts or inflatable donuts. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's what happens as you get older. I'm with you but, though, Jim. Uh, I'm I'm down with the. I love cream. the balls. That's I all. I have, that's the only donut uh, I would eat. Well, I like. I actually like the strawberry you know, you know donut what, with sprinkles. Jelly They're donuts. good. But what's what's? The, go. I don't. I'm not. I've never been down with the jelly unless the jelly. it's Krispy Kreme. Jelly. Yeah, they're, they're, theirs are good. They're the only ones I like. But what's the real sweet one? The It's like Bavarian cream. It's like uh, every now and then I can do it. Every now and then I can do yeah, it. Yeah, those white those white cream donuts aren't good when you dribble them on your uniform shirt and you get assigned to the gay neighborhood. That's not good. <laughs> you get a lot of phone numbers, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jelly, jelly, people love jelly donuts. Like, yeah. jelly donuts are a once in a like five years for me. Like, oh, I haven't had a jelly donut in a while. It's the only donut <laughs> left. I'm going to have the jelly. I'm going to have the jelly. That's the only time I rock out with the jelly, bro. <laughs> I, think, I think the reason that, you, that, that, that that stereotype has started so long ago about cops and donuts is when you get assigned to the midnight shift at two o'clock in the morning, there's nothing fucking open but donut shops and gas stations. Yeah, and I think I think that's where that comes from. But you also said that you've loved donuts since you were a child. So did you have this love for donuts, Ooh. and you looked for a career that involved donuts? Where can I get? Like Freud shit you're looking at there. Right. Um, like, like, I love donuts. What can I do for a living yeah. that will supply me with tons of donuts? You know, I know I I know I put my penis anything in it with a hole in it and as a teenager, maybe that was more of a connection than I <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Jim, thank you so much for talking to us. You have closed out our fifth season. With the, oh, very cool! An amazing interview, and I thank you so much for it. Where can everybody find you? Uh, yeah, if you guys want to uh, find out a little bit more, my website is thecopcomic.com. Again, thecopcomic.com, and uh, that'll lead you to all my social media and shows. And then we do have a big show. Uh, if you're in Arizona and that's listening to the show, uh, July seventh at seven o'clock. Um, where we're raising money and 100% of the proceeds go to fallen police officers and firefighters. Uh, but yeah, the copcomic.com will lead them to everything. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jim. Yeah, God bless you guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. You too, man. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. Later, Jim. Who signs out? I think crazy slammy, but he has to smash something. He's got to bash the rest of that screen. (laughs) Get your hammer, Slam. Get your hammer. All right, here we go.
fucking everybody. Season five finale. Yeah. You gotta get the glasses on. Oh, yeah. A good swing. <laughs> yeah. And a good swing. Take the hat off because it's crazy. Take your pants off. Yeah. Here, I'm closing my screen. That's fine. This is Crazy Slammy reminding you all to stay tuned in August for the next season of The Rob and Slim Show. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that thing is like crackling, dude. Yeah, I know. That is amazing. Let's evacuate, bro. Dude. Yeah, you should take that outside. <laughs> I ain't touching it. Point it towards the kitchen or something. Yeah, just turn it. <laughs> just turn it. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys in about a, a month. <laughs> okay, have a crappy weekend. Hope your house burns down. Bye. 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 This has been a Fat Moles Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to soundcloud.com slash Radio. Hush your face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears. Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us. Sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com. Uh, 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 uh,